need to fear we won't charge you every time you download a new episode of a slice of gaming podcast i'm your host moonlight 150 and this is a slice of gaming podcast for september 15 2023 be sure to like and subscribe on youtube spotify apple podcast pocket cast amazon music google podcast and audible and sure to follow us on twitter at a slice of gaming i would like to thank you for giving you for giving us a slice of your time to watch and listen to a slice of gaming podcast uh we got a really busy uh, episode this week as we got to follow up on the Nintendo Direct that we predicted was going to happen last week as well as the state of play and all the crazy Unity stuff and some other smaller stuff to uh, go over but let's introduce all of our contestants for this week uh, it's your Paper Mario stand of the year it's Wolf what's up everyone uh, your future foam stars world star it's Fusion happy to be back this week uh, your unicorn overlord it's Dark Hey, how's it going? And your F Zero ninety nine champion, it's Benji Bop. That's right. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, I was uh, informed that John Riccatella was supposed to make it tonight, but uh, <laughs> he was unfortunately not able to come. Uh, I think he's dealing with some other things right now, so uh, I came in this place. Gotta get all the information guy. out of you. Mm-hmm, <laughs> all right, mm-hmm. so. I already went over like a brief summary, so let's just head on over to Wolf because we got some news to go over. Yep, and we have a lot of news to go over. The first big one is obviously the Nintendo Direct. We predicted it last week. It was all us. No one else talked about the Nintendo Direct except us. We're just, we're we're that good at this, guys. All right. That's all I'm going to say. But (laughs) the Nintendo Direct happened. And, you know, I guess I just want to start off like overall thoughts, like how we felt about it. And then we can go like announcement by announcement. Um, because just to start off, Benji Bob, since you're the guest, how did you feel about this direct? Uh, you know, I didn't, I wasn't able to watch this live uh, because it literally started right when I clock in the work. So it's like I got to pretend to, you know, be working for at least a little bit before I can, uh, you know, look on my phone or whatever. So I kind of caught, I, I jumped around and, and kind of saw a recap. But honestly, like, it's not a. I thought like this is a this was a weaker lineup than like the last direct, but for like the seventh year of the Switch and where you know kind of like this winding down period for it, like there's still a lot of like decent stuff on here. So I thought it was fine, but I didn't think it had to be anything better than fine because I think at this point it's very obvious the Switch Two is on the horizon, so they're clearly saving up the war chest and for what they're still giving us not bad i gotta stop uh calling on the person who hasn't watched the showcase first i'm, I'm gonna <laughs> first ask who's watched the showcase beforehand Wait, yeah, you gotta start him slow start, yeah, start him slow right. then get into the you know the, the hardcores you're right you're right uh dark how about you Damn. it was okay so kind of disappointing in it to be honest wow Okay. Well, he's a Nintendo <laughs> hater. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was really just updates. Of speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of Nintendo hater, this was just like I, I was just bored during this direct, so like I can't say much. Like I didn't expect much though either. Like as someone who I, I entered the direct game pretty late, like before. I feel like the direct Nintendo directs were huge when I wasn't watching them, like when they were like actually exciting. Like I never got in on those because I didn't own the Switch. It's like ever since I've owned the Switch, I've just watched like I feel like it's the same exact direct every single time. So it's just like this felt the exact same as the last one and the one before that. When did you start when watching? The last one was good. 
Yeah. I watched when the, it was sometime last year. When oh, I started okay. Watching yeah. The wow. yeah. All right. I, like, I, I feel mean, like, it's been like two years of me watching the yeah, chose the worst time to start. <laughs> yeah. I feel like like the the era where there were smash updates was like the hypest oh, time to be watching yeah, I was Nintendo at, I was actually that I was like the last direct was like my first one was like the last of them announcing characters. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. uh, that's tough. <laughs> no, I mean the 2019 directs were fucking amazing, especially that February one. Like I always look back at that one where they announced like Link's Awakening remake, um, Super Mario Maker two. Before that game came out, it was a disappointment. Like. It, it was like one of my favorite directs. I still go back and watch it every now and then. But like, yeah, <laughs> I guess if you're yeah, the smash, yeah. the smash directs pre-release. Oh man, like the I still think about the August smash direct, like uh, in 2018 before that game came out. I was that the Splatoon it. fake out? No, no, that was the um, March one. That that okay. one was that K rule and uh, Simon. Bell Got one. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, always thought they were like the the E three of showcase. Every time I heard them in the Nintendo Direct, I'm like, dude, these somehow are always like, no, amazing. they're like, they're like sometimes. I guess the best way to view it is they're like 2017 Sony E three, if you know that E three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And at worst, it's like 2018 Sony E three, which was also <laughs> which was it awful. <laughs> like I don't like, think the worst directs are like terrible in my opinion i actually think since i've been watching i've seen more square enix in these directs than that's the crazy. games that's like actually I'm crazy. yeah like, I think... square enix loves directs they just love to dump their whatever farming simulator they're working on yeah. like yeah, i guess so many square enix games over the last year yeah nah, i feel that <laughs> i guess um it, to round it up first uh moon what do you think of the direct that was it was fine i mean it's your pretty standard direct there's usually like one, two, maybe three highlights, and then it's just a lot of filler. So it's it's just kind of like B, maybe B plus, depending on how you feel about Thousand Year Door finally coming back. So you didn't ask for a score yet, uh, I didn't. Well, okay, fine. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Can we cut that, editor? Can we cut that? Yeah, let's cut that. Let's cut that. <laughs> um, but no, I, I guess I, my my thoughts kind of align with Bob though, where like I think it's good. Especially because, like, this is, like, the end of the life cycle of the Switch. Switch 2, like, watching this direct, I was like, Switch 2, that is definitely next year. <laughs> That's a 100% fact. So, yeah, like, there was a lot of stuff for me. I'll say that. <laughs> Especially Thousand Year Door, which we'll get into. But it's definitely one of those directs where if you, if you, if you're not a Mario fan, I feel like this one was also especially painful. Because it's like, damn, all of the announcements were basically Mario. <laughs> Like the big Nintendo stuff, but yeah, I guess we should go um, point by point. Like, I I'll skip over things. Uh, I'll just like say them, and then if you want to like talk about it, like go ahead and interrupt me and say, "Oh, I have something to say." Um, first thing, they start off with the Splatoon three DLC, and can I just say, I, I are any of y'all Splatoon fans? I'm just gonna say this: I am so fucking sick of this franchise. <laughs> if I have to see Splatoon in a direct one more time, I'm gonna lose it. Ass, bro. <laughs> they chose like the ugliest colors for it. You know, my Splatoon, like you have these bright neon colors, and they're like, what if we go with this gray monotone looking? I'm like, what the fuck? It's like near automata ass looking. <laughs> yeah, that did, yeah, it did give you me. You wish those they were near automata. Sure. They saw the tower the entire time. It's a tower climbing. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 he said, it, it was quick. 
my viewpoint is why start the direct with this? <laughs> That's all it is. But yeah, get it way. out. Get it out of the way. I know Splatoon fans were probably like fucking holding on to their inkling statue, jumping up and down, losing it or some shit. I don't know. I don't fucking know any Splatoon fans. <laughs> They're there though. They're definitely out there. Moving on. Mario versus Donkey Kong. So the initial this was um that uh guy, the leaker, who was talking about Donkey Kong. This is what he was talking about. And I'm just gonna say I'm happy. I didn't get a stupid ass Donkey Kong game wasting the 3D Mario team's talents on this dumbass Donkey Kong. Instead, we're just gonna get a new a remake of Mario vs. Donkey Kong, which is a good game, but yeah, they're there. We don't have to waste our time with this stupid monkey. Okay. Is that <laughs> That's a all I'm saying. Oh, it's a new game. Okay, chill. It's a remake of it's the original. Yeah. Oh, so it's just okay. I didn't know that. I thought it was just like a new one, new entry. Wait, this no, is a remake? This is new news it, to me. It, it, it yeah, it's a remake of the very first one on the DS. They didn't say anything about it being a remake in the direct. I didn't say. I just thought it was weird. another game. Yeah, yeah no, this game. was this was a franchise that was like cool at first with the first two entries. Like, I love the second one. That one's awesome. But like, it was cool at first, and then they kept making them, and everyone was like, oh, you can you can stop now." And then they kept making them, kept making them, and then eventually this the company that uh, the team within Nintendo that made it basically died off. So. It's a very interesting story with that studio. R.I.P. Yeah, really. But yeah, no, just in general, like, I don't know. Are you guys feeling any hype for this? Because I'll be honest, I'm not. No, because it's it 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 feels like a very DS like game. It's a very simple puzzle game, which just feels weird on a home console like a Switch. Even though, yes, technically the Switch is a handheld like a DS, but just I don't know. It just seems like such a Here's this grand, like, like the animation, like the art style and everything at this is fantastic, but you have this very mm-hmm. simple, basic gameplay for it, and that looks like, oh yeah, this would be perfect for a phone or another DS iteration, but not a home console Switch thing. I don't know. It like You won't be catching me spending $50 on this. If, it, if this one exactly. actually ever goes down in price, maybe. $50 is way too much for this game. It's so weird, because Metroid Prime Remake was $40. <laughs> And I, I don't know, I feel like that's a lot more worth it than a GBA game basically getting updated it's graphics. It's barely worth like, $40 yeah. in my opinion. So, okay, shut up, shut up. Nintendo's um, pricing no. is kind of fucking crazy, let me tell you. Their, their pricing has always been ridiculous, but like this is just like a little much, like $50 for this? Okay, come on. <laughs> it also just feels like they're running out of, like, they almost didn't realize how long the Switch life cycle is going to be, and they're thinking, Oh my god, we still need to put something out. Uh, what's an IP we can use? Marvel vs. Donkey Kong? Alright, sure. Throw it. Go. Go, 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 go. Like, we need something to fill in this extra six months. Well, I mean, that's and, been like uh, kind of the word of the Switch lifecycle for a couple of years now. It's like the end of it's always going to be filled with remakes and remasters. And that's exactly what we're getting. That's uh, that's what happened to the 3DS. All we're missing now is a remaster of a Kirby game. If, if you're getting a Kirby game as like one of the last Nintendo games, like, oh yeah, that console's gone. We, what was the one last year? Uh, Return to Dreamland remake. We, no, we had a oh. Return to Dreamland remake. Oh yeah, my god, this thing is dead. Well, this yeah, thing is Switch already is already dead. That's <laughs> <laughs> since February. God bless the Switch, man. It was a good, it was a good life cycle. But yeah, uh, moving on. Uh, Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown got a little update there. Still looks great. Horizon Chase Two. Not much to say there. 
a super crazy rhythm castle. I will say this game looks cool just for the fact that they're apparently getting uh, Castlevania music, like Bloody Tears there. So that's awesome. Um, this was a weird one. Spy X Anya Operation Memories. So this is based off the anime Spy X Family, which I've watched and I'm, I'm a big fan of. I enjoyed that show a lot. This kind of looks like I don't know what it looks like. I'll be completely honest. It looks like every <laughs> shovelware that we got like the, during the DS and Wii era, based on like every movie and TV show. There is a chance that this is the closest we'll ever get to a bully two. All I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. This what? Could be our bully two. This could no, because like Spy X Family, the kid, you get to go to school. Uh-huh. That's oh, I see. Two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's like saying uh, Persona 5 uh, takes place at a school, so that's the closer we're going to get the bully, too. I think you're the one Listen, getting bullied in this game. <laughs> no, Anya's not the one getting bullied. She has some powers. Yeah, she should <laughs> not make this, a game. Wolf is the target audience for this game, obviously. <laughs> no, what, what, what is he supposed to mean? <laughs> Bro's what? gassing up a bicycle. <laughs> no, I'm not gassing it up. I'm not gassing it up. I didn't say it looked good. I'm just saying this is the closest we'll get to a bully too. Wolf just really wants bully too. <laughs> I really this want bully too. He's grasping for straws. Everyone wants bully too. Let's be honest. Oh, okay, really silent crowd here tonight. <laughs> Did none of you play bully? I, no, I just have no faith it. in Rockstar to even attempt That's making true. something other than GTA or Red Dead at this point. The rest of their IP <sighs> might as well be dead. They've tried to make Bully 2 like five times and it kept getting canceled. I don't know why. Like, it's so easy. Just put it in college campus. I don't think you're getting it in today's society, buddy. (sighs) Okay, that's another thing, too. Anyways, let's just move on because I'm just going to keep lamenting about Bully now. Uh, We got Super Mario RPG gameplay. This game still looks awesome. I am so excited for it. As a Super Mario RPG fan, I cannot wait to play this game for the first time. Same, as, same. As, as a Super big Super Mario, Mario RPG movie. fan to play the first time. You can tell the most the Persona fan. No, I, I played Persona 5 before it was cool, okay? <laughs> no, I mean, that is the funny thing. I bought the, uh, was it the SNES Classic when it came out? Because it had Super Mario RPG on there. And then uh, I just never got around to playing it. <laughs> oh my goodness. I knew that was going to happen, that's why I never bought it. God, the SNES Classic had a lot of crazy shit on it. Holy, like it had the yeah, Final it, Fantasy VI too. It had uh, Earthbound too. <laughs> Earthbound. I still never mind. We're, that, that's a whole other conversation in itself. I do want to upset everybody. No, 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 no. I, I wanted to get to Earthbound. I wasn't gonna say shit about it. Um, Effusion, are you interested in Mario RPG? I actually don't know. Yes, this is like one of the the few titles that I'm like I want to play this video game. That's good to hear. We got him, boys. Yeah, you didn't get me. <laughs> He's turning on the switch again, boys, and then turning it off for another year. There might be. I say there might be a. T- this might be a game where it's like, I'm just gonna wait for the second switch, but who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Gotta get it in 60 FPS. I don't think the second switch is gonna make a difference on this one, to be honest. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they're I not gonna either. release a patch to update past games. Really? No. Well, I mean, yeah, no, like, well, nothing like. like no, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's more of yeah, the thing. It's like it. this is a turn-based game. No, I don't know what you like, expect. I don't think I'm going to get this game in November. Like, I just don't think I'm getting to this game when it comes out. So, like, I it's don't a, think I'm going to buy it. 
Oh, so like the Switch Two is going to be your motivation to like go out? Yeah, and get that's it. what I mean. Got like, it. I don't see uh, another time where I'm going to get this over what I'm. Yeah, not like per, like that's I don't right. expect it to be like, oh, now it's in 4K and like it's just the time <laughs> it's coming out, it's not going to sit well against. I can't time. play this game. It's not in 4K 60 yeah, FPS. It's just a tiny ass Mario on screen. Like as Mario from everything else. Uh, next game, another code recollection. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> no, we, no, we have to mention that this was the DS Wii game that they were leaking about. Yeah, it's, it's like, why would you even say that? Just say another code. No one's like sitting there like, oh man, I hope it's another code recollection. Like no one, I can't think of many super fans of another code. Okay, I'm sorry. Like I, I thought it was Trauma Center. That would have been hype because Trauma Center is an awesome game. But like, come on, another code? It's Trauma Center. You've never played Trauma Center? You've never heard of Trauma Center? No. I've never heard of it's, either of these games. So. Oh my god. <laughs> this feels like another bully too scenario. It's, it's like if you want to no, put it, Trauma Center and another code in the same room, I wouldn't know either of them, bro. <laughs> Can we talk about the Trauma Center is like awesome, dude. It's it's like it's an Atlas game where you Oh I see. Do surgery. Oh, oh I see. What is that supposed <laughs> to be? There's a lot more to it. Just, just Atlas. Atlas. That's interesting. Atlas is the best when it comes to making games that no one's heard of. <laughs> Alright. They're really good games. Thanks for the vote of confidence, guys. All right, moving on. Princess Peach Show. I'm looking it up. <laughs> looking it up. Yeah. And they haven't made a game in 13 years, buddy. This one's dead. Ooh. This, this Trauma Center. I'm talking about, like, Atlas hasn't made a game, but, like, there hasn't been a new oh, Trauma At- Center since 2010. Well, yeah, Trauma Center. That's why it was, it was like, expecting a remaster of Trauma Center. Because it was a DS and a Wii game. No, I'm not expecting a new Trauma Center. You should. Why did we talk about Trauma Center? That wasn't even here. <laughs> Princess Peach Showtime is our know. next game. Can we talk about Princess Peach? Because this game looks fun. I awesome. want to talk about Princess Peach. I want to talk <laughs> about Princess Peach. This game looks actually incredible. Um, we, we, it was weird because when they first announced it, it was unnamed Princess Beach game. It's like, what, you couldn't think of a name? <laughs> yeah, it's so... Because the marketing of this game is so weird so far. It's like, okay, so we had the Direct in June for E3. Why did they feel the need to put this out? Like this little teaser, three, what, three, four months later? And like, okay, now we got some gameplay and a uh, title and all that. It's like, why even bother putting it in the June Direct when yeah, you had it this just... much ready? Did they think they had it ready? And then, like, the editor's like, ah, uh, video's not going to compress in time. Uh, <laughs> just push it back and direct. It's like, it is, yeah, it's so weird that I thought the game was so much farther out based off what they showed in June. And then they're like, oh, no, here's, like, a full trailer for that. It's like, oh, wait. <laughs> then, yeah, what is going on here? I swear, it literally yeah, but- it probably was just them saying, okay, it's E3. We're going to hit them with this amazing one, two, three punch, like, Super Mario RPG, Princess Peach game. Uh, Luigi's Mansion, yeah, we're gonna hit them all. And even though we see literally nothing of the Peach game and Luigi's Mansion game other than it exists, <laughs> it. I will say though, the Peach game does look incredible. Like just from a gameplay yeah. standpoint, it, it's cool seeing Peach get a game. Um, the last one was Super Princess Peach on the DS, and that game's it's fine. Like it's a good enough game. I never beat it, but like it's it's fine enough. But like this game, uh, you looks need to look at that ending. <laughs> Oh, but <laughs> the what developers happened? the developers clearly didn't intend for anyone to beat that game with what they said at the end. Okay, well now I gotta look this up. But yeah, no, I, super. Uh, but um, I guess this game 
I don't know. I'm like so frazzled today. Moon, <laughs> how did you feel about this trailer? And it looks interesting. I'm very curious. Like, at the actual like gameplay loop is like, because it looks like we're confined to very small stage spaces, except for like the few times we we're like running up the tower or whatever that we saw. So it's almost like a Luigi's. It has a very Luigi's Mansion feel, like a Luigi's Mansion three feel to it. Um, and obviously, like every as you saw, I watched a breakdown video, so I, I got a little bit more. Uh, to say that it's interesting that it's, it's broken up into like different stages and you're going to do different worlds. And uh, along with the power-ups that we already saw, we saw uh, in the background of a shot a uh, what looks like be a ninja stage. So we're going to get Ninja Peach and we're also going to get Cowboy Gunslinger Peach. So that's going to be interesting. I feel like they showed too many costumes. <laughs> like, show, like, the main, they showed like the first beginning ones because it looks like the sword fighter one is like your first area. So they showed like the very yeah. first ones that you see in the game. And you're probably, we're probably going to get a lot more in later levels. Oh, for sure. Uh, Bob, I know you're so excited for this one. Uh, yeah. Sword fighter peach is, uh, is my mom now. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Horny. Why? Yeah, yeah, so it's a good costume. <laughs> also, did anyone think it was Lucino? When you showed the I boots, I wish. Yeah, I like that those is. boots looked very Lucina like. Okay, Fusion, like, oh, I know who that is. All I right. do. That's, That's what I was being honest. Oh, look at you! I played Smash once. Like, about four times. So Moon is right. The ending text to Super Princess Peach is: "The Vibe Scepter has strange and mysterious powers. That's for sure. Somewhere, someone might possibly be using it right now. Your mom's been laughing happily a lot." Maybe, just maybe, the Vibe Scepter is hidden away in your house somewhere. Oh my yeah. god. I remember that. Yeah, so it, they the knew, the they game knew, ends with your mom has a vibrator joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. It's a kid's game, by the way, might I add. Oh That's great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, moving on. Uh, <laughs> moving on from that. <laughs> yeah. We got Saga Emerald Beyond. Uh, this is a Square Enix joint. This game looked terrible. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now. It looks like a mobile game that was basically repurposed into becoming a Switch game. I don't know much about the Saga franchise. Maybe it's a really good franchise. I don't know, but this game looked really bad. There hasn't been a Saga um, game in quite a while. Has there not? I don't think so. It's like whenever I hear of Saga, it's always like on the, like SNES or something like that. Whenever whenever I hear about those games, I'd, I'd have to look it up. I didn't never pay much attention to it. But it, I don't think any of the Saga super fans. They're clearly taking uh, inspiration from Octopath here with their design of here's all these interconnected stories of all these random characters. Are they? <laughs> oh, oh, with that part. Okay, I was like, I thought you meant graphically at first. So I'm like, are you sure? Because like, I don't know if we were looking at the same trailer. No, I'm talking about like the way they write. They're writing their story. Like you get to pick between all these characters, do their story, and then they all intertwine later on. Moving on, we got. T- the Tomb Raider trilogy remaster. I'm actually excited for this. I'm gonna. I, I, I've always wanted to play the OG Tomb Raiders. They are. I played a little bit of them. The controls are awful. I'm interested to see if they'll actually do anything for the remaster. But like you know, as an Uncharted fan, I gotta go back and respect Tomb Raider given its due diligence because that's the biggest inspiration for Uncharted. So it's like I, I'm excited to check these out. But yeah, not really much there. Um, then, then Moon, we got a trailer for Detective Pikachu Returns. I don't know why you keep throwing this game at me. No. 
I don't know. You're the Pokemon guy. I'll play it. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually. I mean, I'll probably play it, but definitely nowhere near around launch or full sixty dollars. Oh, you're buying it at sixty dollars. You gotta. Do no, it for I'm the saving podcast. for Spider Man. I'm playing a real game. I'm playing Spider Man. True. True. You know what? I respect it. It is interesting though. Uh, this is just a Pokemon community joke, but it's just like Luxray is better in every spin-off game than he actually is in the God, main that's game. so true. <laughs> so, so. Such Luxray. a cool Pokemon, and it's so wasted. Which Pokemon is that? It's like this black electric lion thing, and he just got like the short end of the stick when it comes to his move pool, his stats in the regular games, but they, he has such a cool design that they keep using him in spin-offs for other things, and he's so much cooler and better in spin-offs. Like, he's... I don't know what he is in this new game. They didn't go over Luxray specifically, I don't think, in this trailer. But he's there, and he's a cool menacing presence because he's a I, big lion. <laughs> I think they, they he has, like, the ability for, like, Pikachu to see through walls or something. He provides, oh, yeah, like, like, a detective ability or like something. like X-ray vision or something, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, Luxray's so cool, but not in his, not in the mainline game. Yeah, just don't use him in a battle. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, Trombone Champ. I, this was pretty exciting at first because I'm like, oh, maybe there'll be Nintendo songs. Nah, they, they didn't show any. <laughs> so I don't think that's going to happen. Exciting? <laughs> what? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's like three seconds that of game the game. Kind of funky as shit, bro. Yeah, that's I, the point. <laughs> it's a, it's a jokey game. It was yeah, like the I mean, highlight of the summer last year on PC. Have you not played Quap? It's like it's no. basically like Quap. It's a game that's funny to play. No, it is not basically. Well, yeah, I no, guess. No, no, I mean, like, like as like a comedy. Yeah, not like you play it like Quap. That's yeah. not what I meant. But Trombo just... Champ makes the most sense on Switch because I actually do think using your Joy-Cons like a trombone is a really cool way to play it's this cool, game yeah. because it's like on PC, you're using your mouse and that wouldn't like trans the uh, transfer over to console very well with like joysticks. I don't think that would play as much. So being able to use something like a Joy-Con, I think makes the most sense. So, yeah, I, I you know, it, it'll... I, I don't think it'll have much of an audience or anything, but it is a cool... Like, I'm glad they brought it to the Switch. I think that's a cool one to bring up. It is I funny just, to I, see, I they like, they announced, like, four-player local playoffs. So just imagine you and three of friends all playing trombone yeah, champ with that... your Joy-Cons, <laughs> all sitting on the same couch. <laughs> Watch, like, a stream or, like, someone playing it with, like, friends. It is one of the funniest games. It, it is, is very silly. It just makes you laugh. It's <laughs> just sad for the Switch for version. There's not going to be all those modded in games because there's a lot there, of fun yeah. ones on the PC version. There was a uh, One Winged Angel. <laughs> it is one of the funniest videos on oh, I, gotta see I, that. I highly recommend watching it. <laughs> uh, next, a couple of mid games Battle Crush, War Tales. We have not much to say there. Uh, Co Contra Operation Beluga. I, I got to rant about this. This is like a remake of Contra 1. And it looks worse than Contra One, which is an NES game. Talk about, bro. And this is Contra's done by, by... forget about. No, no, <laughs> no. This, this game... remake looks bad. This remake. I don't know. Do you, you see the you remake? I thought it looked decent. It, it <laughs> looks like uh, back in like the early 2010s when, or like the 2000s like when Wii they started game. remaking those games in like 3D. Oh. And they're like, yeah, look how cool. It's like, no, this isn't like. I don't like this at all. Cool. Because you, I, I think I thought it was cool as shit. I'll be playing this. <laughs> Man, I, I, I don't bias, know. Where... I'm not, I don't. That's not mine. I do have bias. But I grew up playing these games. No, no, that's fair. I, I think that's the thing. Like I gameplay wise, it's gonna still be fun. Gameplay wise, it's gonna be fun. But like, 
I just I don't know. The graphically it's not doing much for me. Yeah, it just it just looks like an iOS game. Exactly. Well, I think I blinked out during this part of the direct or something. I don't remember this. It was apparently coming out. I don't remember this. Apparently it's coming to Xbox as well because Xbox is the first thing that comes up when you search for it. I think it's coming to all platforms, isn't it? I'm moving on. One of my highlights of the direct actually, Unicorn Overlord. First of all, horrible name. Great name. That's it. That's Great standard name. for well, Vanilla where to have awful names like for their games. Yeah, no, I, I better see a unicorn. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but I think the game itself looks too. fucking incredible. Yeah, but it was like a horse. I saw that. It was literally just a horse. This is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, Vanillaware. I, I've heard great things about them as a developer. I haven't played any of their games. Our Vanillaware fan, Bench, who loves 13 Sentinels, he's not here, but he he said it was peak. So just uh, believe him there. <laughs> but the game, Unicorn Overlord, definitely was one of my favorite games of this Direct. I'm a sucker for a good like turn-based game, and this looks right up my alley. And graphically, it's just insane. Like I don't know how they're able to make their games look this good. I do want to say... Do we? I'm pretty sure. Is it on multiple well, platforms? Sure. Yeah, it is. I- I'm pretty sure Xbox is going to get this as a TGS announcement next week. Well, we'll see. I mean, it they would only like would if it's coming endless. to Game Pass. Like, why announce it? I can see it. They have a strong relationship with Atlas. Yeah. All, all the new titles that Atlas has been pumping out, Xbox has been getting on Game Pass, no less. There's, there's no reason why this one is. I mean, it's not Square Enix. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna talk about that later, but yeah. Next up, Luigi's Mansion 2 HD. Just a small trailer. Uh, I do like how they got rid of the Dark Moon subtitle because that was always weird. Uh, it, it looks good. <laughs> it's a 3DS game. They remastered it. I don't know. Not much to say. Like I'm a big Luigi's Mansion fan, but there's not really much to say about the trailer. Um, Nintendo Museum. They went over this really quickly. Just a thing that they're opening in Japan, so that's cool. Um, there was some new Amiibos, uh, there was some Xeno shit ones, I don't remember, but, uh, there was also for another franchise I actually like. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, another franchise you like, you you, you like the parts of that all of a sudden, bro? Oh, wait, there was, oh, that was the other one. I was, like, trying to remember what the other one was. Yeah, no, okay, I guess, never mind, nothing I like. Well, God bless Amiibo. But then we got the highlight of, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ganondorf is the only one worth getting to be honest you should mention uh we got the highlight what amiibos came out what amiibos came out what do you mean yeah but you didn't mention like which ones came out give us the name dude i don't know who the xenoblade characters it's the fucking main guy from three who's the two main protagonists from xenoblade the cat girl (laughs) the two main protagonists boring ass characters a lot of people thought that Sora wasn't gonna get an amiibo for whatever reason I always forget. Yeah, so, so was cool. So. And then it was uh, and then Zelda, Zelda and Ganon from Fizzy Kingdom. Ganon looks sick. I'll give you that. Um, and then we got one of the highlights of the direct: F zero ninety nine. Bob, we we already know you're a champion of this. I mean, how did you feel seeing this announcement? Yeah, I mean, I, I as a big racing fan, um, definitely enjoyed the F zero games growing up, and. Uh, I've desperately wanted them to um, come back in some way. Because as, as much as I like Mario Kart, F-Zero just scratches a different itch. Um, 
and when these rumors came out, I was like, yeah, actually, I could, like, that seems like the most chaotic game you could, like, you could do for F-Zero. Like, I'm, I'm so about that. And, uh, yeah, downloaded it yesterday, um, and, and played, uh, two or three hours of it, and, uh, and ended up with, with the sole purpose of winning, and then now that I've won, it's like, eh, I don't know how much I'm gonna actually go back to this, but, um, it is, it is very, um, it, it, it's like, it's still the art style of the SNES game, it's still got the music, um, but they've just updated, obviously, with 99 players, they switched up the tracks, excuse me, a little bit to, um, incorporate the 99 players to get onto the track but it is i think it's very well done i think it's better than like mario 35 um and pac-man 99 i think it's right below tetris 99 as far as like these kind of battle royale games they've they've uh they've released but i think it is if you like racing games it is so chaotic and, and so fun and it's very easy to get in and out of game it only takes like you know a couple minutes so uh highly recommend because I remember, I remember, I think it was, a, I don't know if it was this year or, or late last year, but there was like that meeting that Nintendo had where they had like shareholders say like what they wanted. And there was that one guy who said, what about F-Zero? I feel like this is them testing the water to see if there is an audience for like oh, a newer yeah. F-Zero. I thought you said this was wrong. dead in the waters. I was like, it no, just no, no. came out. <laughs> I feel like this is them testing the waters to see like, yeah, no, maybe they want to do like a better one. The waters. Yeah, no, like they want to see how well this does and then eventually they'll make a new F-Zero game, like a full-blown like GX style game. I was going to say, I feel like if this really is them testing the waters, a GX remake would be first before they actually make a new one, I feel like. Oh yeah, GX remake is next for sure. Um, But yeah, I, I will say, I, I also have been playing a bit of it. I, it's a lot of fun, but I'm so tired. I don't, I don't like map vote because the freaking... The other players always choose the same boring ass maps. It's always Mute City One or Big Blue. It's like, come on, guys! Come, like, I want to try Sand Ocean. Like, let's try a different stage for once. But yeah, that's true. Moving on, uh, Bandletail, League of Legends story, Song of Nunu, League of Legends story. Not much to say there. We're not really League fans. Uh, we got a new trailer for WarioWare Move It. I keep forgetting this game's coming out, <laughs> but it that, it's coming out November third. It, like, it looks fun enough. How many WarioWare games have we had so far? It feels like every Direct now there's another WarioWare game. No, just two for the Switch. Really? It feels like there's been more. Maybe I'm confusing yeah, with something else. I, I, I mean, I don't know. WarioWare is a cool franchise, but like, it was kind of a big deal when the last one came out because it's been a while since the last WarioWare. But like now with this one, everyone's like, oh, okay, WarioWare's back. Good to see you, Wario. <laughs> That's really it. Moving on. Uh, we got a new trailer for Eden Chronicles 100 Heroes. This game looks beautiful. Um, this is definitely... Uh, we got a release date for like April of 2024. Absolutely, definitely one of my more anticipated games for that year. It is genuinely looking better with each trailer. It is just wild to see it here, especially because this is where we we got a new updated release date. It's like Xbox was having the marketing for this game for like ever since its announcement. And now it went into total silence, and then now it's all of a sudden in a random Nintendo Direct. It's like, oh yeah, here's the release date. So I bet it'll be I don't on know. TGS. I'm I'm sure because they gotta, you know, get that JRPG presence that Xbox wants now, and it's still coming to Game Pass as far as we know. So yeah, they'll announce it there. But just kind of wild. It's like, oh yeah, here's the 
new trailer after like a year of silence, and here's also the release date. Moving on, uh, Eastward DLC. This is like a little sizzle roll. Not much to say there. Wargroove two. I played Wargroove one. That game sucked. <laughs> so Wargroove two, I'm not excited for at all. Uh, Dave the Diver's coming to Switch, so that's actually really cool. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, yes. Bob was really positive on it. Yeah, I've only played this game on my uh, handheld PC, so this is absolutely a game people need to pick up on the Switch because it's perfect for the Switch. Yeah, I definitely want to check it out by the end of the year. Um, next is, we got the last uh, update for the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Pack. Uh, I, I don't know anything about Mario Kart. You guys going to need to fill in for me Yo, here. Pauline <laughs> and Funky Kong, bro? Yeah, Funky this Kong for funky sure. Kong. Are we just going to ignore all the atrocities he committed during Mario Kart Wii? Nope. Because <laughs> I have more than going to come. Or wait, yup. Sorry, we are going to ignore it. Was Polly it... not in the game already? No. <laughs> no, she wasn't. No, she was in Tor, that which is like insane. the, the was rumored but... that she was going to come, and this is it. The wildest thing is Peach Ed coming. Like, Peach Ed making her first appearance in anything spinoff yeah yeah that, that was interesting <laughs> she was on we only tour got... too, I think, no? yeah she was in tour but this is like her first like mainline game appearance outside game. of her original game we it... only got one confirmed track right daisy yeah circuit? daisy circuit yeah, which is kind of wild that they're like they're they're keeping this under wraps and like we're just gonna focus on the characters right now They've done that for like the last few where it's like, yeah, we'll just show you like we're we're announcing that it's coming. Here is one track. I I don't understand why they're not just showing us everything. It's kind of like the same. Ready. It's the same energy as the, the Peach trailer. It's like, why? Like, you can wait until December when you're most likely going to release this to just show us everything. Like, no one's being like, God, where's this DLC? Yeah. So, yeah. It is interesting though. Mario Kart Tour is ending support next month, and with this last one, guys, I, I hate to say it, Mario Kart Nine. I think it's coming. <laughs> I mean, I'm tired of it already, bro. <laughs> no, I think, I think, I think <laughs> what they're honestly, I think what they're doing at this point is they're just going to package the DLC into no, like no, they're gonna no, repackage no, no. it a third time for the launch of the Switch and then we'll get nine in a couple of years. I just wanna point out next year is the tenth year anniversary of Mario Kart 8. <laughs> it's gonna join the Grand Theft Auto 5 and Skyrim Club of not having a new entry in 10 for years. Us. <laughs> no we're gonna get us we're gonna get a second battle uh second uh what's it called booster course. We're gonna get a second pass who's left to add <laughs> Every single game that still hasn't been done. I'm sure there's at least yeah, at that two. Point, you start adding other franchises at least. Jeez. Hell yeah, we're finally They're doing just... Smash Cart. They should. Um, there's no reason why it doesn't exist. Let's be honest. That would actually be that would actually be crazy if they started doing like courses from Crash Team Racing or um, I would cry. Where's some would of the other? Like I don't know, just some Kart. random arcade racers. Like that would be crazy. Dude, if they got like the other characters. Ra- if they got courses from a good racing game like Crash Team Racing okay. instead of, you know, shitty ass Mario okay. Kart, like, hell yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, Among Us got a new map. Not much to say there. You know. uh, and then they did a little montage of everything that's coming up. They, honestly, I will say, the Switch, despite it being its last year, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out. Like, like um, Mario RPG, like Princess Peach, and, like, this next announcement, the final announcement of the Direct, Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door, Remake? <laughs> remastered. Technically, it is remake. Technically, remake. It's a remaster. 
it's tech it's they call it a remake so it's a remake they but, don't call it a remake they say it's enhanced graphics bro that's all they said they just said they just said paper mario a thousand years I don't even think they said. Yeah, it. and just with enhanced remake, graphics remastered. on Twitter. You put it up right now. I didn't say remake or remaster. We're at the will of Nintendo. <laughs> Either way, it doesn't matter. Paper Mario is back, and I am out of my mind excited for this game. Thousand Year Door is one of my favorite games that I've never beaten. I absolutely love that game. I got stuck on the pirate boss. I couldn't beat him, and when I went back to try to grind, the game wouldn't let me go back, and I was really uh, upset. So I just dropped the game and never went back to it. This is You're finally going to be my redemption. <laughs> You're phony I'm, of this game. I'm not phony. The pirate boss was bullshit, okay? <laughs> no one else has played that game. They don't understand how ridiculous that, that pirate boss is. <laughs> this is. This is my redemption arc. Like This is me finally beating that pirate boss once and for all. But, I mean, Fusion, this is... <laughs> This is the if I get stuck. If I get stuck, no, I will not get stuck on it again. I am a better gamer. I am a better man. You gonna look up YouTube tutorials? It is harder than turn-based RPGs are harder than Souls-like for me, man. I I suck at those games. You're kind of telling the truth. Yeah, they. I mean, they expect you to like think and think ahead, and it's like no. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's not that hard to think. Let me yeah. hit buttons in peace, you know? <laughs> like, give me, give a, me a rewind feature, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, this game looks awesome. I, 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 any first... I, I don't think any of you have played Paper Mario a Thousand Year Door. Nope. I'm the only one who's actually played it. I played, I I played, played Super Paper, Paper Mario, Mario so but not Thousand Year Door. Super Paper Mario's good. But yeah, Thousand Year Door is easily the best one in that franchise. I mean, are you guys excited to check it out? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah I'm definitely going to pick it up. Okay, good. Can I it's can I, I talk about can I talk about my conspiracy now? Real quick, oh, yeah. I just want to point out Thousand Year Door better sell better more than uh, Origami King. That's all I want. Origami sell better King than that. Supreme. I'm I am sorry. The new Paper Mario's fucking suck. They are so dog shit. Why did they go away from the RPG formula? It never makes sense. Super Paper Mario was good. That one was good. But then after that, Sticker Star onwards, they was just trash, trash, trash. And I'm just like, for the love of God, go back to RPG mechanics, the things that actually made the games Paper Mario. You know, that's it. That's how the games the wolf didn't beat. No, listen, okay? I would have beaten it, but the pi- you, you have not fought the pirate boss. <laughs> you can't judge me. Well, now we all have a chance to. If you beat him first try, I'm actually going to cry. <laughs> Probably will, bro. <laughs> Like yeah, I know you would. I know all of you are gonna fucking beat him first try. All you do is, <sighs> Moon, just do your conspiracy thing. I don't want to cry anymore. It's less a conspiracy, but I don't know what to name it. But it's just more solidifying the thought that we had, I think, last week, where the Switch Two is definitely some like autumn release or maybe like late summer, early autumn. Because why announce this game literally? And when your last direct was. You announced the Super Mario RPG remake. You could have easily rode that goodwill of making the Super Mario RPG all the way up to the release of the game, and maybe to even the next direct in like February. Why announce this game now? So, Thousand Year Door is probably coming out. They said summer, right? It was like a summer release. No, that's just, just uh, a 2024. 2024. So it's most likely a summer release because I think they're at least dating their spring stuff for the most part, but they aren't dating anything beyond that. So it's most likely a middle of summer, early summer release. So they're getting these games out before them because the Switch 2 is going to be a late summer, early autumn release. So they're getting 
all there as we've been saying the end of the life cycle it's a bunch of remakes and ports and all that other stuff so they're just shoving everything it's like Nintendo pretty much said, okay, what have the people been asking for? We're going to do that at the end of the life cycle to get some goodwill going, go right into the Switch 2 release. So they're like, okay, we're going to give them Mario RPG remake. We got goodwill there. Now let's just drop a thousand year door on them. Makes me wonder, do they have at least one more of these in their pocket before the Switch release? Because everything happens. Everything. Everything. Everything happens in groups of three in entertainment. So the fact we got. Two very big, very uh, big games that people have been wanting remakes and remasters and ports for. Makes me think there's at least one more, and they're just shitting them all out right before um, Switch 2 launches. But we we already had three. Metroid Prime. That's true. Uh, That's true. I guess in a way. Even though it sucks, but you know. What the fuck is wrong with you as a human being? That is such a shit take. Nobody likes it. <laughs> no, I don't so, like the fucking game. I gave it a no, fuck. Shut it. You can't tell me shit. No, no, no. You don't know shit about video games, then. Oh, you don't know shit about video games. You play turn-based RPGs, and I'm like, oh, wait, I actually have to move? I have to move and shoot at the same time? This is impossible. Man, what the fuck are you on, bro? You see this fucking Dude has never played a good video game in his life. I think that's just about it. It's just more solid this the the pattern that they're doing with their marketing granted the back-to-back announcements of these two highly wanted remakes just doesn't make any sense but beyond that everything just is lining up to be like okay yeah we're gonna get all this stuff out that people want that are easier i won't say they're like these are cheap remakes or anything like that but they're easier than brand new entries and we're gonna get them all on the switch at the last second and just go into the switch to with everyone being, you know, really positive for Nintendo. It was like, yeah, they finally gave us RPG. They finally gave us Thousand Year Door. I'm going to go buy a Switch 2. They just want that good faith to go. And I can see their marketing tactic at Nintendo. I see you. <laughs> oh, they see you all right. <laughs> I do I mean, think at this point, though, like, if they are not... Like, it, it seems like they're not doing Wind Waker Twilight Princess for the Switch. So, I like, doubt is it. that There's just no a Switch 2 come. launch title? It'd be so funny if they. It doesn't do exist. It. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it doesn't exist. Well, I don't know why people. So that, I people want to go back to this so badly. Like they're good. <laughs> like I, I like Twilight Princess a lot, but come on, guys. <laughs> I mean, there's no reason why they shouldn't be there, to be honest. No, you're right. But it's, it's not like Xenoblade X, where Nintendo refuses to acknowledge that fucking game's existence. God, God bless them for that. <laughs> Moving on. Um, that's everything, Nintendo. I guess just last thing, final ratings. I'd probably give this like a six point five. Go ahead. Like a six. Are you giving like a C? Yeah. I like... said number score. I said number score, dark. Like you I said, I'd probably give it a C. You never, you never <laughs> listen to me. It's actually unreal. <laughs> I hate this. Uh, <laughs> Moon, how about you? Yeah, like uh, give it like a B minus. Oh my god, I hated you guys so much. Fusion is the only one who gets me. <laughs> what about you? Fine, I'll give it a se- I'll give it a six point five. Wait, that's not line up with a B. It yeah, that's not a head. B. <laughs> Fine, a seven. You happy now? That's like a C, whatever. I bet Bob didn't even watch it, so <laughs> I I would I, w- I I still want to give it a grade. And you can give it a grade. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. okay I'll I'm give it a. Six. There six, we seven. go. All right. <laughs> so glad I waited. Game <laughs> fighting has already begun here, by the way. I just want to point that out. Like, it, we, we may be new, but like, 
we're already wanting to kill each other. <laughs> You're just for the content, okay. Moving on. Fusion, it's time for you to wake up. I know Nintendo ain't your thing, but Sony had the state of play. <laughs> baby what steps. A, what a showcase. Yeah, with baby steps. Yeah, like, baby steps. <laughs> what, what, are, okay, what are your initial thoughts on the state of play? I'll start with you, Fusion. You're the PlayStation guy. You know, I actually... I didn't hate it, but I also didn't. I didn't really love it. I kind of. I did not expect Spider Man, like honestly. So like, at least giving me some Spider Man, kind of like upped it a little bit for me. But it also was just like it was a state of play that I had like no expectations on. So I just yeah. went into it like this is going to be what I know it's going to be, and it like slightly surpassed it because Spider Man showed up. But like it was fine. It was just like a normal state of play. Exactly. Um. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, like I said, like we weren't expecting Spider-Man because they said in that tweet, like right before the state of play, it's like, yeah, this is a indie and third-party developer state of play, and I guess technically, Mar- uh, Spider-Man is third-party because Insomniac is not no, Sony. No, no, that's no they said, no, that's first-party. It's because they said because Insomniac owns Spider or <laughs> Sony owns Insomniac. Yeah, yeah they don't. Own but it's Spider-Man. not a <laughs> Sony studio though, like a like a Sony Santa Monica. So yeah, I guess no, they, they can. No, they are. Insomniac is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they are. They, they, they then, then why is Spider-Man here? <laughs> because it said mostly third-party in it. Well, maybe I missed they, it they were, That's why I held that too. Also, let me go check this tweet. <laughs> I swear to God, it says mostly. You guys never believe me. They said mostly. <laughs> they do it to cover their asses. Abaf, I'm assuming you didn't watch it live. Uh no, this one I knew I wasn't gonna watch because once they did send out that tweet, I'm like, <laughs> all right, there's nothing going on here. So, uh, I, I mean, we'll get to it, but I went back and watched one trailer probably five times, which would have saved my opinion if I actually watched this state of play. Uh, but besides that, yeah. I wonder what that trailer is. And Dark, uh, did you watch it? Yeah, did. Thoughts. I, I I thought it was okay. The the opening really threw me the fuck off. I was like, what the fuck? But I didn't see. I haven't seen this game <laughs> before. This Speaking I was like, of the, the opening, baby steps is what we started off with. Let's go. Let's start off strong. Just, just to confirm, the word mostly was not in the tweet. Hell yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. I swear nope. to God, it was. Hang they on. Said, <laughs> post they said, the tweet in the chat look right at now. Gaslighting us. It's so saying, oh, I, you guys didn't no, believe me. No, it hasn't said mostly. I know nope. it said mostly. It did not. They said the word focused. Right here. Focused. Yeah, that's, that's mostly. not mostly. That's not mostly. That's mostly. Focused means mostly. No, it doesn't. No, no. Okay, okay. Think about it this way. Think about it this way. Focused. Like a sniper uh-huh. rifle. They have a sniper rifle focused on the Indian third-party titles. What's stopping Spider-Man from swinging in? I look at that and I'm like, there's probably a Spider-Man trailer here. Because it says focused, but Spider-Man's probably chilling out outside of the sniper's range. That's all I'm saying. This is the weirdest analogy you them, bro. <laughs> focused means mostly. That's all I'm saying. Focused means you're focusing on one thing. Like if no, I'm focused. focusing on my homework, I'm doing my homework. I'm not doing my no, homework no. and I'm watching YouTube. No, no, you're focused on your homework. Like, what's stopping, like, a YouTube video playing in the background? Like, you don't have any control of that. The laws of focus. We are spending way too much time on the semantics of this tweet. Can we please move on? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, baby steps. You guys hyped for this one? No. I wouldn't say hyped, but I'm intrigued. I want to see more of it whenever it comes out. That's a PS Extra launch. It better be. 
here, here's my here's my issue. I have no issue with the actual game, but this is like the Nintendo Direct opening up with Trombone Champ. Like, why is this opening up <laughs> the show? Why on earth? True. I'm trying to figure out who. Especially when you game. you had Avatar, you had uh, Resident Evil Four, um, like excluding uh, Spider Man and the Closer. Like, you had games you could have opened with. It's, so it was just so weird. weird. That they opened with they this said one. that it was for for indies. To be fair, yeah. So they start with oh. an indie. Yeah. Make well, the Spider Spider Man surprise even more of a surprise. Moving on, they mention Roblox. It's coming. I was still surprised that <laughs> Roblox wasn't on PS until now. But I like, knew, I knew for this years, whole so announcement. Like, I mean, if if you like Roblox, I guess it's a hype for you. But like, this announcement gets really. It feels weird to me after the CEO was like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna become a dating app soon." I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> you need to lock in all platforms. I will say, I did see. It was funny, like, looking at the Roblox thing, and it's like, okay, yeah, it looks like Roblox. And then they showed, like, literally, like, a Call of Duty-looking first-person shooter. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Is this the same oh, yeah. game? Yeah, you can oh, make yeah, so just about a... anything in Roblox. I forgot what game that is, but somebody made, like, a fucking Battlefield, like, game oh, on battle it. Yeah, Battle Bit. Yeah. Yeah, people are talking it about apparently it's, really it. Was, it was a good fun. game over the summer, for sure. Moving on, we got Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord. One of two VR games. This, I'm sorry, the VR two. They do not like that thing or something. I, I don't know what's up with that because <laughs> it's so funny. Because they said focused on Indian third part. Oh wait, no, never mind. I thought they said uh, VR as well. I'm sorry, this tweet is like fucking me up. <laughs> yeah, come on, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. None of us are really Ghostbusters fans. Not much to say. There. I don't think anyone here owns a VR two either. Hope. <laughs> I want to get one. I don't know, man. That, that it's just so like, expensive. When it's like, yeah, when it's like two hundred dollars, I mean, like yeah, on a yeah, yeah, deep discount. Uh, then we also got Resident Evil Four, the VR and the DLC. I, it's in the eighty eighty Ada Ada Winters. Uh, what was it? Separate ways. Yeah, separate ways. Yeah. I have things to say about this. Oh yeah, I don't like that they're charging for this. <laughs> I don't know. I might be in the minority. Oh, this was part of like the original Final Fantasy, like not Final Fantasy, like in Resident Evil Four. And it feels weird that they're charging us to basically pay for like what was originally inside of the game. Granted, if they add a lot and it's like not half an hour, but I think the original was like half an hour to forty-five minutes. Then yeah, I guess. Yeah, I bet it's, it's, it's be ten bucks, by the way. Ten bucks. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy that it's like next week. That was what I was surprised about when it just like, yeah, it's coming next week. Uh, that's lies of P territory, man. They got to be careful. <laughs> True. Uh, moving on, we got Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Just a quick trailer. Not much to say there. I don't know. You guys feeling anything or not? Just continues to look good, in my opinion. Uh, then Ghost Runner 2, demo today, which is pretty cool. I need. I still need to go back and actually check out the first Ghost Runner because that game always looked up my alley. Um, then we got like a weird Ubisoft style presentation for Helldivers two. Man, I'll be okay. I'll be honest. I was excited for this game at first, and then I saw. I, okay, is this just me? I'm kind of tired of fighting bugs. Is that just me? I don't think I've ever fought a bug in a video game. No, because like either. I feel like there's so many games where it's like you and a group of friends fight, and it's always bugs. It's always like you just playing grounded a lot. Or... No, no. Have like, you played a lot of that... Earth Defense Force? Maybe... 
I swear, I feel like there's a lot of games where you just fight like giant bugs and monsters like that. I think like, ah. one of the most unique parts about it is you do fight like these giant bugs. I don't know. I don't want to fight bugs. I want to fight like humans and shit, or like I, dragons. Hey. <laughs> I don't know why. I do. Th they, they, people love doing this with like when they show gameplay. They have like the calm chat, and it's like the most no, yeah. unorganic. I love it. It's so funny. <laughs> I always so think of funny. Anthem when this happens, where it's like, God, that when they show that off during the E3 presentation, I'm like, oh, this looks it's like so ass. They're like, Amber needs to do that raid or something like that. Oh, On your right. Oh, no, you <laughs> shot me. Ha ha ha. Like, God, shut up. Whoa, legendary. I'm waiting for someone to actually be ballsy enough to actually do like a more realistic, where we're just like, fuck oh, you, get over dude. here. <laughs> right. No, no. You guys need to watch um, the anthem, but like with real video game commentary. <laughs> oh, no. It is yeah. one of the funniest YouTube videos. It is, I, I still go back to that. Um, I, I do. need to watch that. I, I will say. Hold <laughs> wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, uh, hold on. Too. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, I do think I, I've never played like the first Helldivers, um, and I don't really know much about it. I do think it's interesting that it seems like there were some like cooperative elements at some points where like you need a second person to fire off like the rocket launcher or something and like re like uh reload it or whatever. So the gameplay looks interestingly like interesting enough. It's just something I'm still not going to touch. I think it was just a bad showing. Like I think this game yeah. is going to be better than what we saw. Yeah. I, I agree. It's one of those things. I I, I want like a free beta weekend. I just we need to. I can't believe it was delayed. That is yeah. so insane well, to me. They, but that's probably they, smart though, because I mean, that yeah, would have died. It's just the it's whole just, PlayStation year. Right? Wait, it was it delayed. Only, when was it originally? This fall. This fall. Oh yeah. It, <laughs> Sony is that meme. It's like all I have left is Spider Man. <laughs> like they literally only have Spider Man left for this year. <laughs> Which hey, I mean, that's exciting. Which, speaking of Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man 2. We got a showcase of it, and man, this game looks amazing. I am so excited for this. And, uh, like, I, when I was watching this trailer, like, I, I've been excited for Spider-Man 2. And, like, the deep dive was, like, I was, it was exciting and, like, cool, showed some cool stuff. But this trailer, like, fully bought me in because it just, like, the city felt more alive here. Like, it just felt more dense. There yeah. was, like, traffic nonstop. Like, it just, like... This was the trailer where I was like, it was also a surprise trailer, which probably helped because like I wasn't expecting it. But like I was like, wow, this video game is like going to be really good, and I feel like it's somehow flying under the radar still, even though it's a Spider-Man game. I feel like people are just like, eh, another Spider-Man game coming. But I feel like Insomniac is going to be like, this is our game where we're going to actually get nines and tens. Maybe I'm like it's... hyping it up too much, but like that's my thoughts going into it after. I I'm the right there with you. I'm right there with you, and seeing them, like, really showcase the SSD was, like, the part that was, like, actually really impressive to me, because I feel, I feel like so many, like, PS5 games, they haven't really felt next-gen, like, when they showed fast travel, that felt next-gen, where it literally showed Miles coming in from the outside of the screen into it, and you immediately had gameplay control again, and, like, switching between Miles and Peter, it's, like, those little things are just they're gonna yeah, add was, to the experience. Yeah, that was really I, I good can't... in Ratchet and Clank. Go and they show that. Yeah. Off. No, I mean Insomniac. It's they're very cool. So Insomniac are the carries of the PS5. Yeah, they're just so good at what they like. The way they, whatever their tech department is, like the way they just do their tech and like make their video games run is insane. I I highly recommend watching like there are some like documentaries of like 
programmers back not programmers but like people who worked on like the ratchet and clank games they like played through the games and you learn about how intense like insomniac's technical team is like just from a programming standpoint they have some of the best programmers in the industry it is even back to disruptor i forget the name of the person he's worked on insomniac ever since its inception but he effectively like broke the ps1 broke the like made the ps1 made the ps2 like destroyed them and utilize them to the highest capacity they could like insomniac they are known for their technical know-how and it, it, it clearly shows with this game as well but yeah we also got uh there was a big preview event for spider-man 2 as well and there, there's a lot of details shinobi over on twitter had this uh two modes visual and performance both with ray tracing and i think if i remember it the six like 60 fps mode will have ray tracing yeah which there's a, is and there's so actually exciting. three modes there's three, oh, three there's, modes. A, there's a 30 with ray tracing a 40 with ray tracing and a 60 with ray tracing which it just goes back to like insomniac's one of the only people in the console space that just delivers on this type of stuff exactly where just, they give insane. you so many choices and they make they let you play the game you want to play like how you want to play it imagine 100%. that's ray traced shadows right it's not uh, actual ray they, tracing. I, I think they said they did on Twitter. The dev said full ray tracing, so take that. Yeah, that's impressive because yeah. like ray tracing shadows, I think are is like usually what the a lot of the console releases will say they have um, because they haven't been able to fully implement ray tracing uh, into at least the console specifically. But um, yeah, if they're able to get like some legitimate like ray trace lighting and um, and some of the other features in there. That's very impressive. I do want to say, um, and I'm, I'm not gonna... sure how many people caught yeah. onto it. Um, this is like a little nitpick for me because um, I'm weird when it comes to designs and shit. Toby's symbiote suit is in the game, which means that there's going to be other variations of the black suit, which is awesome because I do not like this new fucking symbiote suit that they made whatsoever. Well, that's fine. They, 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 got, like they, got, they got a suit for you, huh? <laughs> the fucking Tobio Simeus? That's like who doesn't like the that Toby Simeus suit is fire. I they have sixty five suits, which is insane. Yeah, to, I mean, I, I'll just stop me if you want to like talk about a specific bullet point. But much more destructible interactivity with the environment. Over sixty five spider suits to choose from. Comics, films, and original designs. Some quests will be story specific to either Peter or Miles. Map nearly double in size compared to the first game with Queens plus Brooklyn, which is so awesome. I'm so excited to explore Queens as Spider-Man. Uh, points of interest represented by more immersive visual cues in the... I cannot read. More immersive visual cues out in the open world that grab your attention. Peter's mechanized spider arms are available by default now. Story reasons. Web grabber ability fires webs in all directions and grabs anything, grabs and anything else to pull them in for a powerful AoE attack. Symbiote's L3 plus R3 Symbiote Surge is a savage grab, grab and slam special attack. Peter's Symbiote Black Suit is hypersensitive to sound felt through the dual sense. Again, just like those cool little things. Like you don't need to add that detail, but they add it because they're obsessed there's, with it. And the I love the dual sense, like yeah. in Ratchet and Clank. Like it's so good in that game. So just little details like that. And then this this is the most hype thing. On top of dodging, parrying attacks is now an option with L1. I am so excited for that. I love parries. I will say, um, in general, it's kind of hard to get a perfect parry in a game like really down. I I trust Insomniac to be able to make the parry work. And there's apparently um, 
like uh, there's like certain abilities that you have to parry. Like there, you can't dodge. Like at least that's what Michael Huber was saying in his like preview in the Easy Allies. He's like, there's so, some moves where you just have to parry. Like you have to get good enough with the parry to make to parry the move where you're going to take damage. Yeah. Weed out the casual players. Here <laughs> we go, baby. <laughs> So uh, I did look into it real quick. Uh, it is just ray traced reflections, but honestly, that's all this game like really needs. If it's what I just assume it's what Miles Morales has, and that ray tracing is insane. Right? Yeah, like, it still looks time. amazing. But I, I, I was like, I don't think they've gone that far to where it's already uh, ray tracing um, fully. But yeah, the reflections like on the windows or like the ocean or uh, like any sort of water like yeah that's all gonna look really really good and that's probably the one that matters outside of lighting uh and then the last thing here the game is darker themed but there's tons of humor and funny remarks throughout it's kind of interesting i thought about that it's like there's kind of that trilogy rule where it's like um the second uh in the trilogy is usually the darkest kind of like an empire strikes back do you guys think that's going to be the case with this game um, I just think that when they say darker thing, they're just talking about the symbiote. It's gonna be like a more edgy Spider-Man. Not gonna be anything you know, too crazy, I don't think. It's kind of funny because like as I'm playing through 2018 right now, 2018 like has some dark moments that I kind of like oh, I yeah. forget about. But it's like not like this isn't really spoilers, but like where you're just having like innocent civilians get gunned down and stuff in that game, and it's because that seems oh. like really. Like in a, in a lot of games that feels dark, but we're playing like a Spider Man, like haha, like we're Spider Man. It doesn't feel, but like you're watching innocent civilians get gunned down in Spider Man 2018, like multiple times, and like things like that happen where it's like it's on the dark side. So like if they're getting darker than that, which they could just be referring to Venom and the suit and all that, but like I still think 2018 has very dark tones. So if they're gonna like go deeper into that, I'm all for it, honestly. Yeah, I mean that ending is super. Depressing. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. And if they, if they the ending obviously of 2018 very dark. So, uh, but yeah, Spider-Man 2 looks awesome. Uh, then we got Tales of Arise DLC. This was surprising because this game came out in 2021, but two years later we got the DLC. Dark Moon. You guys actually beat this game, so. <laughs> so to say something. I think it was early. It was either earlier this year or late last year. We got like a trademark pop that we knew that something Tales of Arise was coming, and we figured it was just gonna be like. Either a sequel, or like a book or something, or like something that teased the next game. I wasn't expecting an expansion, but it does look incredible. I think they said it's around 20 or so hours, and it takes place post-game, so you have to beat... You don't have to beat the game, they let you play it, like you can buy Tales of Horizon and then jump straight into the expansion if you want to do that for whatever reason. But yeah, it looks really cool. I think this is setting people up the inevitable announcement of the next Tales game to kind of get people back into the mindset of like, hey, this is what a Tales game is like about. Kind of makes me think that they're gonna hopefully keep the like Arise uh, system and like graphics and everything. But yeah, I'd assume so because Tales of Arise for the most part I think was received rather well from both new fans and older fans, so it makes sense to keep this style. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's been so long since the last game. I actually, uh, I, I, I saw the DLC uh, announced the state of play, went home from work, and realized. Oh yeah, I don't have my copy anymore. I didn't expect DLC, so I got rid of my copy. Well, I stole my copy, and I never even beat the game. That's crazy. A price point hasn't yeah. been given, but I guess it's like twenty bucks, twenty thirty. Honestly, yeah, I don't know. But... If, well, 
I was about to say, maybe they'll do like a complete edition, like a new like complete edition of the game with all the costumes that they sold and the DLC story. But then I realized that's going to be like 60 bucks. I don't want to spend 60 bucks on a game where I'm only going to play the DLC. Maybe I'll just buy a used copy from GameStop for like 10 bucks. I will, I will say, they spoiled the fact that Alfin... That was his name, right? Alfin? Yeah. What a dumb name. It, 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 it's such a dumb name. But the, 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 why did his helmet go off? I didn't know that. Okay, so Why'd they spoil that? The, the story. That happens like, Stories, at the very end of like the first third of the game. <laughs> I, was saying, yeah, I think I, I got I to the point where I saw that. Yeah, it's not that far. No way, I'm like almost certain I saw that part. Wait, okay, okay. So I think I got to when who was the night chick, the blonde one? Kasara. Oh, I forgot her name. Kasara. Yeah, Kasara. I think I got to her. No, I got oh, you. You you were yeah, very early. How was I early? I thought there's like two more party members. I was like playing that game for like thirty. Oh wait, no, no, no. Hang on, was Kasara the last part? Who was the last party member? It was the uh, the guy with the staff. Yeah. No, okay, I got him. I got him. So you got the full party. So I got the full party at the very least. I, I got to like some ghost town, I think. I think that's what I last did. I barely remember much of the game right now. It's I don't remember at ghost town. I feel like I wouldn't remember that. He just made that up. Yeah, sorry. No, I didn't. <laughs> Time for a replay. <laughs> Okay, listen, that game, I feel like I was playing that game for like 60 hours. <laughs> Dude, you mean to tell me I was in the first third? Oh, God. Yeah, more like, it was good. Don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed it. But like, man, I don't know. <laughs> These are RPGs. Um, and then there was also some like new stuff in regards to... Uh, the, the Noisy Pixel had like some details. New characters called Nazamil... These names. Who has both Renan and Donan blood. Story is expected to be over 20 hours. Money and skill point bonuses based on main game clear data and new costumes. Wait, so that's another thing I should bring up. Um, so if you're like me who did like everything and you're like level nearly max level and all that, and you have like all these overpowered gear and stuff. When you start the expansion, you're gonna have set gear and stats. You won't be broken off the get go. Everybody's gonna start like the same starting place, which is really interesting because most expansions don't for something like this. And then moving on, Honkai Star Rail. Uh, got a console release date, October 11th. I'm excited for it, but I, I might have to hold off on it because... Yeah, it's going to be a very uh, back burner. <laughs> now, granted, it's before Spider-Man, so we can get it like a good week with it before Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man, Mario Wonder. It's a week yeah, I was about to say, we keep Mirage. saying this, all this stuff about October, but they're all like the bo- the back end of October. Like, what are we going to do for those first like two weeks of October? Oh, this Mirage. You're going to be thinking the back end. Assassin's Creed, why are you disrespecting me like that? Because it sucks. <laughs> What? Well, okay, okay, hang on, hang on. No, it's going to be $30 this, by, like, January. This one has a so full Arabic dub. This one, this Mirage has a full Arabic dub, so it's good. Um, and then we also, we got Foam Stars. Well, well, speaking of open betas that we were talking Early about Early 2024. Earlier. So, yeah, hold on a race. second. It showed no new games that are worth a price increase besides Foam Stars. This is what they want you to spend the money on, bro. Wait, is it? I mean... There's, this is not the like life price service. increase. What else is it for? That's I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's because Spider-Man's dropping in the thing. Bro. Well, no, I mean, this Foam Star open beta is next week. It's the... Twi- that's the uh... Oh, no, like two weeks from now, the 29th. Bob, did you have something to say as well? 
Uh, not about foam stars, but I can't help but feel like we're missing a very important announcement. It's the last game. No, 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 <laughs> not that one. Uh, three new colors. Hello. Uh, I, I, okay, okay, what I was, was the best trailer? trailer? I was so confused by this. That was the weirdest trailer I've ever seen. I was like, what the fuck? Right, I think I missed this. I don't remember that. <laughs> it, yeah, that it was like they, they kept showing like the dual sense and the PlayStation and like minerals, which I get it. That that was kind of like the theme of the color palette, but it's like, I don't know. Like, it, they did the same thing with like the celestial colors too, where they like showed them in space. It's like, Guys, it's it's red, white, and blue, or red. Sorry, red, silver, and blue. I don't think we uh, we need like a. They're really hyping it up. A, yeah, you you don't need to waste your CGI budget for the year on this accessory trailer, but yeah, whatever. That's just. I mean, they're going for that prestige premiere, you know, kind of uh, um, uh, associations. Branding. Yeah, uh, right. So I get I it, but it's just so colors. You know, that What's prestige uh, pre- premier okay, pro- pre- prestige products, you know, like the PlayStation Portal. Yes, correct. But, as we alluded to, we keep talking about this thing like it's Voldemort. We never say the name of it. Final, <sighs> Final, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, I know how to say Final Okay, you're, we're ruining yeah. it. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. We got a trailer for it. And then a release date, February 29th, uh, 2024. It looked. I, I went back to watch the trailer because I actually wasn't able to watch the state of play life. Uh, this game looks fucking incredible. <laughs> hot. hot, hot, sexy. Yeah, like this. I don't like. I, I don't. I don't know how I got more excited for this video game. I didn't think it was possible. Yeah, they did it. Uh, holy shit, bro! We, we you know, to... I with with the uh, with remake and integrate. You know, they had like some side content and like some mini. Like I remember, what was the mini game in uh, like the Fort Condor mini game in in integrate, right? That you could yeah. like really spend a lot of time in. I didn't really mess around with that stuff, but let me tell you, Golden Saucer. That looks like I'm about to spend 20 hours in like those like mini <laughs> Just games those mini alone. Games. Yeah, like it. <laughs> It is crazy how much content they are actually putting into like this one. I, I it's going way beyond my expectations. It's curious because there was that tweet that said ready for like a hundred hours worth of content. I'm curious. I'm guessing that's the story and like playing a good chunk of all these mini games and side quests. It's like that's crazy to think. Yeah, and then like with the with the story implications too. I mean, it's clearly all over the place, talk especially if bit. you... was that? So what happened to the trailer? Like, should we talk about the story implications? Or save uh, that? Yeah, let's not. Let's not go into, like, deep stuff. If I, if I catch a spoiler in this moment... No, no, no just no, based no. on what was in the trailer. I don't... I mean... No, I, well, let's just keep it vague. Let's just say there is a lot going on here between what I think original fans know as the timeline and what I think people who have only played Remake know as the timeline and yeah there there's there's a lot going on yeah, i want to point it's... out that this game does end at the forgotten capital and if you know you know right so yeah yeah that's what we kind of assumed for quite a while that's where part two would end right and yeah it's it's just so interesting because like there there was even like a specific scene in the trailer that was definitely not in 
the original so it's like something new for rebirth um based off of where they're going with it where it's like god how are they how are they incorporating this all because this is oh, like man. what a plug so that <laughs> yeah i know i know we'll, we'll have to talk about it i'll have to do show, a meal but... prep and like jam yeah, yeah that's true that. yeah we yeah we should do that um but i guess i'll also use this opportunity to once again there have been uh there there's been plenty of discourse on on how to consume final fantasy 7 and some people are like oh you can just play the remake no you guys need to play the original it's only 20 hours we'll watch a guide if you don't know how to get through it or how to play old school but you you don't need to have it play the go to the original yeah no play the original play the um uh play crisis core uh, reunion or the original, I don't really care. Um, I suppose actually mandatory now. <laughs> even everything does that. Yeah, I, I it's just like I'm scheduling that soon. Me too. It's, you don't it, need to play for Crisis Core. It's not a good. No, thing. you don't shop. Or yes, you, you do shop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> story recap. The game sucks. No, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. We're gonna get to this right now. We're gonna get to the game is bad. There is no way anyone would hate Zach has has the wrong opinion. I mean, the comment isn't it? I didn't say I hate Zach. I do hate Zach, but I didn't say I hate him. I hate the game. But the combat, isn't it just remake combat? I'm going to just enjoy oh, it. It's, like, it's no, remake it's combat not. with like two buttons. It's like oh, shitty okay. remake combat. It's, it's definitely a, more boring-ass story. Everyone gaslights it. They're like gaslit by this game because the ending is oh, really good, which is a really good ending. But like 90% of the game there's is garbage. There's still amazing story beats within that what? game. There's like this shitty ass villain what, reading Bible verses and shit. Like, what's okay, his name? Ignoring well, if you're fusion, why don't you? <laughs> okay, nobody, Ign- nobody ignoring. I don't think Fusion was like devastated by learning the name of Genesis. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we can all agree Genesis sucks. But like, there's just so much. Like, again, going back to what Dark said, like, yes, if you only played Remake, you will f- have fun with Rebirth. But there's just. There's so much good story stuff going on here, and the commitment to actually understand everything that's going on is like 30 hours tops, which is not like saying you need to play Xenoblade 1 and 2 to understand 3. Like, it, we're not talking about a huge time commitment 30 here. 30 hours? That's a lot of time. I'm just that's saying, like, they're going to have a recap. They're going to have a recap for this game. I guess I'll try to play I mean, is the recap original of the original point. game, or is the recap of just... Maybe, don't let them gaslight you, bro. It's I'm bad sure enough I gotta play Crisis Core already. I know, we're in the Crisis Core. Crisis Core's a good game. Focus Why on Crisis Core. Crisis Core? No, I'm not saying it. No, I'm not, hating on, I'm not hating on Crisis Core. I'm just saying, my time, it's like, I gotta find time to play Crisis Core. Yeah, Crisis so Core is honestly play. a fast we'll play. Like, it, it's, it, it only will take you, like, five to ten hours. It is not that long. It's December and January are so far empty of new releases, but I'm hoping all the October-November games I get through at a reasonable time. If you it like if you play Crisis Core, you could honestly beat it in like ten hours. And then if you do if you do Final Fantasy VII with like a guide, uh, and do like the three X speed, it does not take like you can mainline that game pretty easily. And, I think it's on PS Extra. So I don't even think you helps. need. You don't need to play the I mean, original. It's also like Fantasy. ten bucks. It's not a commitment. Who's saying you need to play the original FF7? <laughs> Just Me. play remake. Us. No. no. No, no, you don't need to. I don't yes, care. you do. What universe? It's a remake. You're playing. No, it's not. That's the whole point. It's a sequel. It's a continuation of the story of FF7 remake. You can just go into the next game. Like you don't need to go back and play the original janky ass 1997 game. My God. 
Which, by the way, oh, okay, pause. Final Fantasy VII still holds up like 20 something years later. Yes, it absolutely does. I went back to it. It does not. I played it for the first time in 2020. Yes, it does hold up. I'm kind of scared of those pixels. I'll be honest. (laughs) Oh, this is Fusion we're talking about. He's scared of anything that's not 4K. The only thing thing that doesn't hold up about Final Fantasy VII is using 3D characters on 2D like. Uh, kind of surface area, so it's kind of weird to navigate sometimes. Just use a guide; it's not that big of a deal. You can't look at me. Even then, the, the game's pretty straightforward. That dialogue is peak. You cannot tell me that dialogue is like ten out of ten. The dialogue in the original FF. Nobody said it was fine, but like the story, the story itself is really good. It just feels weird to say like, "Oh, you need to play the original FF7." And don't actually play it. Just skip to the stories. How he works. YouTube exists. <laughs> just, just watch it on YouTube. I mean, yeah, you can do that too, I guess. Yeah, but, that's my, yeah. only, my only thing with this whole like player OG, like, I if I if you play or don't play, like if you're a new player, I feel like I'm not saying you guys are part of it, but I feel like there's this cult following about OG Final Fantasy Seven, where like. If you only play remake, Crisis Core, and go into Rebirth, people are acting like you're not going to have a good time, or people will act like you're you're gonna you're, have a good you're, time. you're getting a lesser time than someone who played the OG, which might not you are might not be the case. And if like if in my head, <laughs> in my no. head, I could care less about the OG Final Fantasy VII because all I know Same. is remake. So I'm basing my entire world, my universe, the characters off remake, which is going into Rebirth. I'm going to have a great time because that's the universe I only know. I don't know anything about Final Fantasy VII. I don't know. I feel like Final Fantasy VII. I don't know. You do not understand the lore and his nonsense, bro. I am giving you fair warning. (laughs) Don't trust his life. You need to play the original. (laughs) Here's my thing. You you say, like, FF7. I feel like people, FF7 original fans, who say you need to play FF7 to understand Remake, are only no. saying that because they played original FF7. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. That. You don't no. need to. No. You, I I'm... only played Remake, and I enjoyed the story. I and enjoyed I, I understood the ninety nine percent of it, other than remake the things them? I would learn in Crisis Core. Like it's not yeah, like I don't I, even know the one percent. Because okay, I'm telling. Okay. The, uh, the thing is though, like with Remake. There is not like that's why I'm saying I, I'll I'll reaffirm this. You don't need to, but you are heavily suggested that you should because what happened in remake is pretty cut and dry, and like you guys do not understand where this is going. But it's like it's like the people who read the books in Game of Thrones and knew where stuff was going, and like knew that shit was about to hit the fan, and we're gonna get that in this game. And I feel like there's gonna be a lot of things that. People who played uh, OG Seven know and can appreciate and like, and you guys are gonna be like, "What the fuck's going on? Like, why so is any of this thing. happening?" In the same no, vein, I'm excited that I don't know what's going to happen. You know what's going yeah, to happen exactly. in Rebirth? I know absolutely nothing, and that makes me so excited. Well, like, that's the thing. We, what's we don't know because they are messing with the timeline. Like, we have an idea. We know. Worried or disagree? No, no, no. Because here's the thing: Seven remake was literally a faithful remake up until the end. Like you can't deny me. Yeah. No, like it is pretty much. No, so it is dressed. the exact. It, no, it's not. No, no it is it's everything not. is it's the not. exact same. Seven remake is literally the entirety of FF Seven. No, they not. just expanded upon no, a lot of this. No, yes, it's not. Two thirds of that game is completely. Yep. Yeah. No, no. I mean Midgar. I mean Midgar. I meant to say Midgar. I'm sorry. Um, but, no, but yeah, still, Midgar. I mean, even then. No, there is not enough change to substantially like affect your enjoyment of FF Seven. 
Yo, yes, there is. I'm telling you. you no, I, I feel like... <laughs> by the, by the time you get to the... By the time you get to the second reactor in, in Remake, that's when it uh, starts going off the rails and just is, turns into a completely different game. Like, it was like, I, I played so. that. No, no, I played that part in 7. I played that part in original 7. It was literally the same. Yeah, the main story beats, and there's a lot of small details. Like, wait a second, this is different. What but small details? What you, I'm I, not going I, to talk about it because it's... I mean, it's, you want to get into it? We can do it right now. I, no, I, no, no, we, we can't should. spoil it. We can't no. spoil it. No, but I'm just, okay. For for the final time, you do not like. I think you guys are justified in in not playing the original stuff and just starting with remake and going into rebirth. And I think you are going to have an enjoyable time. But I am just trying to suggest it as much as possible. I think you would find so many things cooler about the game if you did yeah, play Seven and Crisis Core. Yeah, it's like that whole 5%. thing, like you said, with the with the comparison it's like it obviously you can go in blind and have an enjoyable time but there's going to be so many things scattered around that when you know stuff from the original it's you're gonna have a better time yeah and and again it's not like again the people who have played seven do not know what's going to happen in rebirth because it's clear they are it is not a like they are fucking with the timeline so we don't know what's going to happen either, which is fun because it's playing on our expectations of how we know the story. But like, and I think that is fun within itself to explore within this game. Whereas for you guys, it's like, it's still going to be a cool story because you don't know what's going to happen. But I, I don't know. I just feel like there is a level of understanding that I think enhances why I love this game so much. And I'm so excited for it that um i i'm just trying to like i'm not saying it's the right way but i think you will get so much more out of the game if you do put in that effort this is like a lot of you guys' first time messing with no this is he does this stuff all the time especially if you're familiar with no more. this, this, this no is more. him at his finest <laughs> you do no, not don't. trust his lights bro he's on his shit with this game I'm telling you. yeah so he's gonna ruin the story <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding i don't know about all that but... <laughs> yeah um... <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, like I, there is a part of me where it's like, God, I hope this doesn't suck because the I mean, original they go story the is really good. Like... I bet you twenty bucks. What's gonna happen is that the people like me and Fusion, who only played remake, are gonna really enjoy the game and the story and everything, and then the people who played the original are not gonna like it. Uh, <laughs> well, I think the people who like... played the original are gonna like it still. I think the people, the people like who didn't. The people who like the original and don't like remake are just mad it's not a one for one remake. I was gonna say because I feel like right now the only people who don't like remake are the OG like this isn't Final Fantasy Seven. This is bad. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, correct. True. They like and I think calling it Final Fantasy Seven remake was the absolute stupidest title of all time because it's not remake. a remake. It is a sequel. So if you want to so talk about it, that real quick um the more they come out and say that it's a double meaning but he can't reveal the meaning of it yet i mean so, the meaning yeah. is pretty obvious if you played the game right and you know what's going on the right. remake 
Yeah, it is a double meaning. But you would never know that if you're just looking at the title of the game, right? And like oh, all yeah, the like beforehand, like all the trailers and promotions and stuff. So it's like those are the reasons why OG fans that wanted a one for one high depth remake of seven are mad. But I think everyone who has moved past that and accepted what this is are still excited for it. You guys make fun of me for like in Paper Mario, but like you don't have all these weird ass timelines, remake, rebirth, all this crazy shit. That's I just play Paper you, Mario in peace, man. King and Rose are in the trenches, is what we do. For no no more even have that much influence over this game. He's yeah, doing he other shit right now. Yeah, he's he like does, a, apparently. Like, he still does. Wait, what? Uh, we also we got details on it. Uh, we can go through these really quickly. Uh, synergy system, new combat mechanic that allows you to use synergy abilities with party members. Uh, oh, skill trees have been added to the skill trees have been added to the game. These can unlock new synergy abilities, brand new materia, and more. Greater focus on exploration that gets me excited. Vast world map with new traversal abilities like vehicles and a glider spotted in the trailer. I mean, is this, this is like full open world or like open zone? What do you guys? Got to be like sixteen, right? Yeah, it's gonna be big open uh, zones. Anything with that? I anything, think it's open zone. Anything. I think that. it's. I think it's gonna be more open than sixteen. Yeah, it'll definitely be more open than that game. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is confirmed that the game will end at the forgotten capital. Oh shit! I don't know what that means. Is that crazy? <laughs> uh, if you know, you know. That's exactly we'll where, where we thought it was gonna end. Uh, locations may be visited in a different order than the original. For example, Wutai is not in this game, but in the next one. Uh, Red 13 is fully playable. Fuck yes! Oh, I yeah, didn't read that part. Yeah, yet. That's, that's my yeah, that's ghost! Nice. Features a new playstyle which balances offense and defense, has a revenge bar in addition to the ATB bar, which charges up guarding enemies' attacks. Uh, Vincent is in the game, but it's yes, hinted that he may not be playable goat. until part 3. Kate, yeah, Kate Seth is much. my go. I'm happy to get Kate Seth. <laughs> I'm so excited for Kate Seth. Uh, many new summons available, now more than the original game. I mean, we saw oh, in the trailer Odin was there. So that's exciting. Uh, they've gone all out for minigames and fleshed them out even more. Many new minigames have also been added. I hope so that these minigames are good, because I remember when I got to Gold Saucer in the original game, I'm like, these are horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I hope those are a lot more fun. Uh, over 100 hours of content in the game. The side content combined adds up to nearly double the main quest. And then can be played completely without playing the original. Recap will be provided. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, you're playing the original before this. You'd be a weirdo if you went into this one. <laughs> yeah, are they talking about... Wait, are they talking about original? They're talking about remake. Okay, yeah, yeah that is kind of crazy. I mean, okay. I guess if you don't want to reap... Like, if you... Like if you play thing. it at I guess launch and you don't want to replay it, I guess that's yeah. fine. But yeah, don't go into this without playing at least remake. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much everything in regards to um, Final Fantasy VII. Oh, and, uh, also, sexy collector just collecting. Oh my god, that looks so good. Yeah, three hundred dollars. That's so sexy. So I will. I will say. I think. Uh, you. What is it? The standard or like the. The physical deluxe edition is everything except for the Sephiroth statue, and it's only like a hundred bucks. And that is probably what I'll be getting because that steel book is so hot. You don't want nineteen inches nice of Sephiroth? No, <laughs> I don't have the room. <laughs> I don't have the room. <laughs> I got uh, you, if you make it. Uh, um, and then Noble, a uh, friend of the show, had this. Seems like Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is PS5 exclusive for at least three months. 
until May 29, 2024. So maybe like okay, they'll so get it on PC a lot quicker. Yeah. I think Not because nice um, though. so the thing about that, I think that this could be a tying into the xbox might be getting rebirth uh not rebirth remake being announced at a uh, tgs next week because of the new partnership and deal that square has going on that and square is like they don't know what the fuck they're doing when it comes to games and shit obviously so they need the extra help i would love nothing more than, than the what was it six to a year yeah i, I think it was a year for the PC. It was a year for seven. Yeah. And then it they was waited. for FF16, it, it, was... it was six months. Seven remake, it was a year, but they didn't do the PC release until like the end of said year. So like right. the end yeah. of 2021. Uh, I, so I think the funniest, the funniest outcome here would be if Xbox just gets a rebirth. <laughs> And, they're like, and that's like why they're making the recap because people on Xbox just won't be able to play. Like remakes just never coming. But hey, you get rebirth. Like what that'd be fuck? That'd be fucking hilarious. That'd be fucked up. I mean, they already have Crisis Core. That's what I'm saying. It's like that would just be such a Square Enix move to be like, yeah, you're not getting remake, but here's rebirth. Uh, I I do think that three month exclusivity is just going to be for PC. I don't. I still just don't think. Rebirth is. I don't think any of these are coming to Xbox. I think there's a given what happened with FF14, which is arguably like it's a bigger deal than Seven. I think it can happen. We'll find out next week. Well, if it's I, not I there think next it week, might happen. Then uh, I hope it's done. Well, I'll say why. Why I think it might happen is because they also have that bundle of both the uh, integrate version of it's 7 true. Remake and Rebirth. And if they already have that all as like a package deal already, the code ready to go, just put that over to Xbox too. So it's like the precedent is there. You also um, have like but a yeah, with... also. Depends on what he says. But right now he's but cool. Yeah, with so... everything, everything there, there, I do want to get our final thoughts on the state of play. And the first person I want to ask is someone who has returned Unable to join in the beginning. Bench JC, what are your thoughts on the state of play? Uh, it was certainly better than a Nintendo Direct. Oh, uh, shit. Oh, shit. Wait, okay. Get wait, his ass wait out of here. Wait. All right, this kick is him out. Final Fantasy, no, okay, you know what? Okay, that's enough. See you, Bench. Not even... Not even... I mean, I actually have to look what was there. I know I just liked it more. Oh, my gosh. It was because <laughs> no, Rebirth no, was there. No. Yeah, it was because Rebirth and Tales. Yeah, Tails was there. I love Rise. So that was a big Spider highlight. And I thought Spider-Man looked good. I don't I think us collectively. Spider-Man's kind of just been like off the radar until now. And now it's actually oh, something what I'm like What? It's been something that's I'm actually like constantly thinking about now like getting excited over so that that's a change after the state of play. Um RE4 DLC, great stuff. You love to see it. And Rebirth, I can only talk so much about Rebirth, but I just, we just yeah, I thought like, it was very solid. Talking about it. <laughs> yeah, talked yeah. a lot about it. Uh, pretty much whatever Dark said, I mostly agree with, so I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you, oh, man, is that a compliment? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. You might, you might want to take that back. He said uh, Final Fantasy sucks, and he said that it's the I worst like franchise it. ever. I was like, damn, Dark? Holy shit. So I guess say, say, um, <laughs> Baby Steps looks ass. Okay, wait, hang on. <laughs> Like, I don't get how you're excited. That game that. looked no, awful. No, no, no. no, no I'm not excited. It's a better body game, and that's kind of it. Never shows yeah, that's, well. That's the, the whole point, point is like yeah. it's kind of I mean, shitty. I don't it's like even think it, 
it's not even like the gameplay i will be honest is uninteresting to me but also like visually like sure you can have well, a yeah, game visually, that looks a little dated <laughs> but all but also like it just like the art style isn't there it just doesn't look good even a, a bad looking game can have a good art style that can carry it and this just game just looks bad a bad looking game has a good art style i'm trying to think of how to work with that maybe we can work that into the thumbnail <laughs> as a quote <laughs> But yeah. yeah, and the direct was mid. Yeah, that's fine. Bench. You you were the highest on the direct. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I I said that sarcastically. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, no, hang on, you can't change sides. <laughs> but yeah, that's everything in relation to the showcases. Speaking of shitting the bed, we didn't talk about shitting the bed. God damn it, that transition. Uh Unity. The Unity is charging developers for installs of their games. This comes from GameDeveloper.com. Uh, Brian Francis had this. The cost of using Unity as a game engine is once again about to increase. Starting in January 2024, the company will begin charging what it's calling a Unity runtime fee that is based on the number of users installing games built on the widely used engines. The runtime fee will kick in after developers cross specific revenue and install thresholds that scale with different subscription plans. Uh, Unity Personal and Plus developers will pay a flat fee of $0.20 cents per install. Pro and Enterprise users will pay a smaller uh, per install fee that scales downwards with the number of installations over the initial threshold. Uh, that's kind of like the main gist of it. And then there was a lot of extra stuff, but I guess I want to immediately start. Like, what are our initial reactions to this uh, very negative story? Yeah, what are what are they doing? Like, I don't understand. Like, it's kind of uncomprehendable when you when you really start to think about it. Like, do do they think they can charge people from games from ten years ago? Where like entire studio staff could be different like i just don't understand yeah it's weird because it's like a lot of the stuff um initially i don't there have been so many updates this has been a very muddy situation they have not been very good at like telling us exactly what how this works but one of the big things was like even if like your game released five years ago it's like all right pay up (laughs) well even if the game was pirated somehow they would know that too and yeah, it's like, it's dude, like somehow what? they're following the tracking oh. and then they didn't disclose how they're tracking that kind of stuff yeah they showed it to me, estimation didn't they, they yeah they have like... they they have proprietary technology that like should be able to estimate like how many downloads it actually is it's like dude how are you gonna invoice someone on like a guess <laughs> like uh, the number of games that use unity is way more surprising than i thought Oh, it's Genshin is on Unity. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond was actually on Unity too. Arm uh, Engage. No, wait, was it? There's no yeah, way. So. <laughs> yeah, it was on Unity. I, I looked. I looked into it specifically for this. Yeah, Hollow Knight was on Unity as well. Uh, Among Us is on Unity. There's a lot of games that are on it's, Unity. So. It's a big chunk of the gaming industry. I mean, I don't know this. There's a lot to go off of here. Unity did make a follow-up tweet about this. Uh, We want to acknowledge the confusion and frustration we heard after we announced our new runtime fee. We'd like to clarify your top questions and concern. Who is impacted uh, by this price increase? The price increase is very targeted. In fact, more than 90% of our customers will not be affected by this change. Uh, Fees on new install only. Once you meet the two install and revenue thresholds, 
You only pay the runtime fee on new installs after January 1st, 2024. It's not perpetual. You only pay once for an install, non-ongoing perpetual license royalty like a revenue share model. I don't know what any of that means, but sure. How we just... <laughs> and then they said a lot of stuff. How we define and count installs. Uh, reinstall charges. We are not going to charge a fee for reinstalls. Fraudulent install charges. We are not going to charge a fee for fraudulent installs. We will work directly with you on cases where frauds or botnets are suspected of malicious intent. Trials, partial play demos, and automation installs the BEP developed charges. We are not going to count these towards your install count. Early access games are not considered demos. Web and streaming games, we are not going to count web and streaming games towards your install count. And charity-related installs, the pricing change and in install count will be applied to your charity bundle initiatives or will not be applied to your charity bundles initiatives. And here's my thing is that the issue with all of this is that there's so much wording, so much like, like red lines, crazy things where it's like, why are you even doing this in the first place? Like it's clear that you do not understand how any of this works. Well, obviously money, but like none of this makes sense to me. Like you read through all of this and it's like, still there's like confusion about like pirated games. And then it's like, Oh, you know, we'll, we know, whether it's going to be like botted installs. It's like, do you, do I really trust you if I'm giving you money? Yeah, I mean, doesn't this like breach their entire previous TOS with like without warning as well? Yep. Like it's, is it like the question should be, is this even legal? Which a lot of pointing probably not. Oh, I also it, want to point out uh, community uh, real quick community notes uh, got unity on this unity states that only 10% of their customers will be affected making it sound less bad than it is as of the gaming report 2022 unity had 230k developers that's around 23k developers affected by the change lots of studios have posted statements about moving engines <laughs> that's <yeah>. funny <laughs> seriously uh, I will say this seems like it didn't just it, it it, it didn't hit me until like just hearing about it again today, but it this feels like an Elon Musk Twitter move where there wasn't really any like actual thought and like asking around and like consulting people and consulting devs. They kind of were just like, yeah, this seems like a good idea. Let's do it. And then everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? And you're like, oh, well... And, which is the crazy thing is they're not like they're they're not rolling this back either. They seem to be standing like guard on it, which is surprising. But I just like it, I just don't see how they're not running this engine into the ground. If you have so many of your major developers being like, yeah, no, we're switching engines. That's but, also insane. Um, back when it comes, they can't recover. Yeah, that's yeah, like so... that's the other thing is like even if they did backpedal, the trust is gone. Um, but the other thing is some, uh, some developers and people who work at unity who are now there, apparently a bunch of them are like quitting in droves. Uh, but they were saying that, yes, there were mumblings about this within the company for a while. And the employees were all saying, this is a terrible fucking idea. And apparently all the higher ups were just ignoring these, please, like, please don't do this. This is company suicide. So clearly this is all just a higher ups, just looking at the bottom dollar kind of thing not taking any consideration of what this actually means. Yeah, I mean, the higher up, um, he, I want to point out the Unity CEO is the same CEO who was the CEO of EA when EA was voted worst company in America for two years in a row. 
yeah, he is he, not a very smart person. <laughs> he also tried to float around the idea that in Battlefield you should pay for every reload. Oh, so. that video. That video yeah. is hilarious. I recommend just, everyone just, to watch it. It is comedy gold. Yeah, John Riccatello, friend of the program. <laughs> friend, friend of the podcast. <laughs> he was supposed to be here today, but... Yep. We got Bop instead. <laughs> so I can argue about Final Fantasy for 30 minutes. <laughs> He, he was supposed to argue about. He's a huge Final Fantasy VII fan. You all agreed Final Fantasy looked good, though, right? There was nothing. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Don't yes. worry, we're positive. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, this whole Unity thing is a shit show. There was one other thing. This is hilarious. Uh, this comes from Twisted Voxel uh, from Muhammad Ali Bar uh, Bari. Unity claims PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo will pay its new runtime fee on behalf of devs. Unity Technologies has stated that PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo will pay the company's new runtime fee on behalf of game developers. A new FAQ has been shared by Unity Technologies, which answers questions regarding the company's recent change in the game development engine. According to the FAQ, the Unity runtime fee will be charged to the entity that distributes the runtime, implying that digital store owners such as PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo will be liable to pay the company's new runtime fee on behalf of game developers who sell titles developed using the game engine. It's unclear if Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo are aware of this particular change in the policy and whether they'd be willing to comply with Unity Technologies. Spoiler alert, they are not paying no. shit. They I mean, are this not is... a dumb whatever Because there is no way in hell they're paying this. I mean, this is literally the, uh, we're gonna build a wall and Mexico's gonna pay for it energy. It's like, uh, you sure about that? You sh Have you talked to anybody about this? It's, it's funny. Devs Why obviously would they... didn't hear about this before they made the decision, so I Unity, assume Unity three employees didn't. Know. didn't. Yeah, <laughs> Unity so. employees, like the, the, the small employees, said they were blindsided by the change. It, it, I want to point out this is just the Marvel Snap is also made by Unity, meaning that the mouse is involved in this, <laughs> and they're going yeah. against the, both the mouse and Nintendo. There's going to be so also, many lawsuits and a lot of won lawsuits against Unity. I'll just say that right now. Wasn't this like, uh, maybe I like missaw this somewhere, but didn't they like actually mull over this idea for like not a short amount of time? Yeah, that's what I was just saying, is that they ran it by through some people in the company, and all of the employees said, no, fuck no, and they just ignored him. They went with it. Did they get, like, a new management change or something? But this is such a drastic change, it's just like, where did this come from? No, they've been struggling for a few years now, from what I've heard. Uh, last year, they, like, increased their fees for, like, a subscription plan and whatnot, which was, like, okay, you know, a little greedy, but also understandable. This is on a whole nother level. It's just an interesting thing. It feels like they want to go after the big, big companies that like utilize their engine. You know, the Pokemon company with Pokemon Go. They want to go after Genshin Impact, Mahoyo. And I feel I, I, I hate to tell you, Unity, they're just going to ignore you. They're not going to pay the runtime fee. They're not going to completely ignore you. You're just a speck of dust in, in, compared to them. It's just a fucking ridiculous change. I can't believe they actually went through with it is really what I'm thinking. The fact they also just went changed around because that was like the big question originally was what about games like on Game Pass and whatnot? Because Agro Crab, I think, was the first one to bring this to light and said, hey, we have a game coming out that uses Unity coming next year on Game Pass. How is this going to work? And then that's when like the these words of like, oh, yeah, Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo are going to pay the fees for uh, you no, guys when won't. you put stuff, especially for like streaming games or like uh, service games. And they're all like, Haha, yeah, no, OK. <laughs> 
Like, it's just, I want to see, I am so, nothing has gotten me more excited for, like, a press release than, like, seeing what PlayStation, Nintendo, and Microsoft's reactions are. I need to see with a wording of, uh, basically corporate speak of, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> We're not paying shit. But yeah, I wonder how to see if that's Silk Song. Because... Silk Song? Just, I wanted to bring this up, too, because it is really weird that nothing was mentioned. But this, we had two showcases. This was probably, like, the last of, like, the major showcases where it would probably pop up, and we haven't heard anything. DGS? That's one thing. I mean, would they appear at TGS? Nah, it wouldn't be so. at TGS. I know. I'm trying to have some copium here for Fusion. No, so, I find it really weird. That, but now, on top of this, because it's being built on top of the Unity engine, it's like, <laughs> this game is having the worst luck. I don't mean this as a confusion or anything. I'll pay, the fees. Like... <laughs> I'll pay the fees. I will pay the fees if we deliver this video game. We, we gotta get this mind. done for fusion. Let's it's all pool our right money now. together. We can get a hundred dollars together if we all pool together. That's all I'm saying. I'll, I'll pay the you fees could, if they need it. You couldn't pay that studio as much money there is in the world for that game to be released before 2025. That's when it's coming out. 2024. Who invited him all halfway through? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, but that's everything we want to say about Unity, right? Just, they shit the bed. Corporate yep. suicide. It won't yeah, last. Like, they can't that's my thing. I don't think it will last. I, I think I feel the... like I'm in the minority because it seems like a lot of people think this is going to oh, stick around. No, but no, this I is going to go away somehow. Like, if you know the meme... We cannot financially recover from this. This is what it pretty much is Unity doing to themselves. I think it's worth pointing out, too, like, you know, video game news every once in a while will kind of, like, you know, obviously we do a video game podcast. The people listening to this are listening to a video game podcast. We're all very in tune with the industry. And a lot of this news doesn't actually break into kind of more of the mainstream media or like the casual audience. This absolutely has like uh, people I see that rarely talk about video games are like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, damn, okay, like that's how you that's how you know a situation has kind of hit like critical mass when you start seeing that casual outside audience being like, I don't know what's going on, but this, this is really, uh, you know, shitty. And like, I'm, I now know that unity is bad. Like, every, okay, well, I'm going to play the opposing uh, side. Just, I, I'm completely on your side, but I think it'd be fun to have a counter argument from like, I guess the big wig perspective looking at, and I don't know a lot about like stocks and stuff, but looking at their stock price, it, it didn't plummet or anything. If anything, it's like stayed pretty uh, much the same. They, they haven't financially been damaged from this by like yeah to the point where shareholders are going to be upset. I'm with Fusion that I don't think this is going to last because I think the minute we see like you we are I'm waiting for the PlayStation, Nintendo, Xbox like what they're going to say because they're going to say fuck no to paying the fees and Unity's like oh okay never mind then I'm sorry. <laughs> well, are they going to leave them at that though? Are they going to like are those going to be like just a lawsuit against Unity? Because I think indie devs may sue Unity, and indie that's just a lot of sue people. Them. But also, yeah, like, gonna, do you think there's going to be a Microsoft, Nintendo, lawsuit. Sony actually like sue Unity? Uh, what they're doing they shouldn't be legal, or it probably isn't. So the what I could see is PlayStation, Microsoft, Nintendo. They say uh, they sent out a press release saying we're not paying this fee. We're you know we're not going to deal with this, and then Unity sues them. 
and they're just like, oh, you're you're going against the contract. And then Microsoft, Microsoft alone, is like, we've been dealing with like uh, regulators from like all these countries for like over a year. Like we have the best lawyers in the business. We are going to bury you. <laughs> like they're gonna take that lawsuit. And go like, yeah, sure, man. Let's uh, sue us. See what happens. Like they, they're just the mix to what you think is gonna happen against this thing. <laughs> Yeah, if, yeah, even Disney, if they somehow like, if they somehow survive all this, like many indie and like double A studios have already said, yeah, we're going to be moving anything we can from Unity. We're going to move to something else. So also, Unity's also been like their trust is not like it just shattered. Apparently, they've had like a steady decline over time, and this yeah, is just like no, cables back. Mm-hmm. Bench, I also want to point out their stock dropped. Eight percent after that announcement, oh, which is actually a yeah, that's a sizable decrease. Uh, yeah, for, yeah, I mean, just wait only... until PlayStation, Xbox make their announcement. Then they'll, the shareholders will be like, "Oh no, the other people aren't agreeing to this. We're gonna dip." Yeah, yeah. And, and like the, um, I think it's also interesting. I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure this is unsubstantiated, but it's an interesting rumor. Apparently. Uh, Riccatello like sold a bunch of stocks uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. And, yeah. and like right before the announcement, it's like hmm. that's insider <laughs> trading. Yeah, that's also Uh-oh. interesting. Gonna put all that in there too. Yay. Yeah, jeez. Man is trying to actually kill the company. <sighs> Moving on, we got a pretty interesting story here. A uh, gaming conglomerate Embracer Group might sell the studio behind Borderlands. I don't, why did they say the studio behind Gearbox? Everyone knows that. Whatever. Uh, this comes from Jacob Kestren, K- K- Kestre, K- Jacob over at The Verge. Uh, Embracer Group is reportedly looking at selling off Gearbox Entertainment, the making of the maker of Borderlands, as the gaming conglomerate searches for ways to make money following the collapse of a major funding deal earlier this year. Reuters reports that Embracer is already shopping the studio, but warned that a deal may not happen. This is the latest dip in the roller coaster ride that has been Embracer's last few uh, years. The company has pieced together an immense gaming and entertainment portfolio through a nonstop series of acquisitions, which has brought together the comic groups Dark Horse, Tomb Raider, Maker, Crystal Dynamics, and franchising rights to the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit, among other properties. Um, obviously, this is a lot of money, which made it a big problem when a big deal for a $2 billion investment, reportedly from a Saudi investment group, fell through in June. Now, this is an interesting story. <laughs> Embracer Group, that's the, 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 I guess the, what's the, I forgot the phrase. It's the, it's the gift that keeps on giving when it comes to goofy news stories. And Embracer Group is clearly not doing too well. And the fact that they're selling Gearbox, which is one of their biggest studios, is pretty wild, especially because they bought them pretty recently the last few years. So that'd be a quick turnaround. This is just going to be one of the first of many articles we see like this, just Embracer Group trying to sell, replace studio name. So I, I this is yeah the roller coaster of Embracer. So, I mean, I, are I they gonna get Gearbox? In, yeah, I have a forgetting yours. I don't think Gearbox oh, no. even released a brand new game underneath them, like that started because everything that that they had in like pre-production and like was already in the works was well Wonderland. They've never published and... a game. It was Two K. Yeah. Was their partner through those? Oh well, Embracer. No, because they own Embracer Group owns yeah, Gearbox. I know, but yeah, during that time, I don't like think they had anything. The publisher yeah. of yeah, it was Borderlands with 2K. But yeah, I think Embracer just, still gets a, started. 
Embracer still gets like money from that. Yeah, but I don't think sure, they're. I think what Bench's point is, they were not bought long enough for them for a game to be fully mentioning. like developed really under. Either. Like these were That's the games true. that came out were signed deals before they were bought by Embracer. Yeah. So like they've done like nothing with Embracer, kind of. So. I mean, uh, not much to say there. I mean, it's just Embracer being shitting the bed again. <laughs> it's definitely sad because like with uh. You know, like Volition shutting down and now like getting rid of Embracer. It's just like, what was their plan? You know, like it they just didn't doesn't have a plan. They were just buying yeah. shit for the and sake of buying shit. <laughs> yeah. They don't so know anything that, about this. That, it's ridiculous. really unfortunate. <sighs> it sucks because they were building all these like, um, double A studios, double A IPs, really cool stuff. That Time Splitters game, I wonder if we'll even get it at this point, because that's been in development for a while. Now I'm like, man, do I trust Embracer Group to release it? So I guess they did release Dead Island 2, so I can give them that. Oh, Tori Remake doesn't exist. This was, this was the sign oh, that of the times. <laughs> like, the speaking of KOTOR Remake, sure, it's probably dead, but what does that mean for their, like, they should sign some sort of deal with Sony for that. If that game just, like, vanishes, what is that? What happens there? Only doesn't have a game. I mean, it's like, like it's like scale bound with Xbox. I mean, it just disappears. If it's like an agreed upon thing, like they're not gonna like sue them over it. I don't think. I mean, there has to be some. Yeah, I mean, these companies have think, it, right? but they can break contracts. It just costs money to do so. So unless Jim Ryan's just in an angry mood and decides, you know what? No, we're suing you bastards. <laughs> we wanted Kotor remake. Sony's gonna announce that Insomniac's working on the Kotor remake. Well, no, it'd probably be better than Don't me. do that. Hey, That'd be yeah. so exciting. Let them cook. Let them cook. Let them no. cook. Insomniac, one of the best studios no. currently. Oh, the best the why would why are we trying to get Kota to be exclusive? <laughs> like this sucks. Well, that I mean, I'm saying we're saying but, well, or, It'd be awesome. No, but that's my point. It's like it's already exclusive, and it's yeah. the only one no, doing anything for Sony. Water, so. no. They ain't doing nothing. So. No, no. Well, it, it, it's gonna be exclusive. Then have Insomniac do it. Like if it's gonna be exclusive. Yeah. Oh, well, man, just that, let Insomniac yeah. make all the games. They, they yeah, make yeah, the I mean, they basically are anyway. I swear to God, I thought Dark was trying to say like, oh, Insomniac can't do Kotor. It's like, oh, they. No, that's not what I mean. They I don't can do anything that's what <laughs> Moving on, uh, Okami Games had this. The iPhone 15 Pro will be able to run AAA games natively with hardware ray tracing. Resident Evil Village, late 2023. Resident Evil 4, late 2023. Death Stranding, late 2023. And Assassin's Creed Mirage, early 2024. I mean, I don't. We'll see when it comes out. That's pretty big claim to say, yeah, you can run these brand new AAA games that release this generation on a phone. Yeah, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Trilogy? Is that the same thing with the iPhone? You're gonna boot it to Evil Four? It's gonna be angry. It's overheating. I think you can sell this yeah, yeah. if it's on like a Apple Arcade subscription service. You're not gonna no, like it. You're not. No, this isn't. No, this is native. But I'm saying your Apple Arcade, like you, with a subscription service, you get these games. You're not gonna have someone buy a sixty to seventy dollar game. On the App Store, that's just not going to happen. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> True. No, no, no. This is no. That's very much no. Bench has a point because, like, I don't know if you guys remember, but like, remember when you were a kid <laughs> playing those games, like playing on your phone, mm-hmm. and like you're you're playing on your iPhone, and it's like a game was ninety nine cents. You're like, that is a lot of money. I still <laughs> it was think like that. 
See Cut that the rope is $99.99? Yeah, exactly. Like, and also, nice. keep in mind, these are all like mature rated games. So it's yeah, not kids, like kids are playing about kids. them. No, that's yeah, that's exactly. not change And the kids will be the target audience for console games on its own. So like this is completely like canceling that out. So I don't know yeah, what I, the target audience is for this. I mean, I I will say like as a kid, I was blown away. I was like GTA uh, San Andreas on my uh, iPhone. Like I could not believe it. And then I played it. It's like oh, never mind. I, I could well, believe this. You were eighteen when you played a mobile rated game, right? The crowser fight in RE4 is going to be a mobile rate. <laughs> yeah. Wait, like, like, we're, we're we're skipping the big topic. Well, you were the correct age playing GTA. Was is that is that correct? You weren't breaking no, the rules. No. No, nah, fuck that, dude. No, no. Every kid played no. GTA. <laughs> Every kid ever played GTA. If you didn't play GTA as a kid, you're a liar, okay? I don't okay. care what this. But get, getting back on track here, uh, I think it is interesting <laughs> noting that the uh, the diagram of what the control layout looks when you're playing the game, I'm starting oh, to realize uh, you're still only going to have your two thumbs. Like, there's no trigger or, like... You're, How the hell do you play this? Yeah, right. That, like, Because I'm thinking, like, I think it's the... I think Asus makes their... I think it's their ROG phone. Like, they design it specifically so that you can have, like, shoulder buttons. They have a second charger so that... And they have, like, a fan that'll make the phone stay cool when you're playing it. The iPhone's not doing any of this. They do not care. Oh, and, like, they're giving you this, like, really bad control layout. It just, none of this makes sense to me. Okay, to be fair, I think... um, they're going to they're gonna be, like, it's recommended. But, like, I don't think they're going to say, like, this is what they're probably going to say, in my opinion. Just get the Xbox, like, con phone controller thing that they use for the cloud. Yeah. If you know even like you'd be fine with that. Even like all all our console controllers just can Bluetooth to a phone. It's Switch controller, play Dual Sense, Xbox controller. So maybe the assumption is you just use one of your controllers or just go buy one for this. Yeah, I mean it's, it's long before we get iPhone exclusive just... games. I'm just waiting for like commercials now. It's like coming to all platforms: PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo Switch 2, and iPhone 15. <laughs> they're putting Apple this out wants on to get phones. into the industry. Persona like, exclusive like i feel like you look at everything apple's been doing the last few years like it's very clear they want to try to find a way into the video games industry They'd and this sony. is kind of like their entryway <laughs> they could buy sony like, that's the thing know, it's <laughs> like i always <laughs> feel like that money. would actually make sense I, like, that would be a hell like i don't want that but still yeah. no you're same. having this you're having this on the iphone right but i think when this comes to like an ipad then you have a conversation on why you people might want this like right. I think an iPad is an easier conversation than having it yeah, on your six to seven inch phone. How am I how am I playing RE4 on an iPad still? Like how do how am I pressing the really propping it up and you're you're holding the controller just like okay, yeah. kind of just like a, it's pretty it's just, yeah for that. That's so weird. Like I, I imagine like going on the App Store seeing Resident Evil 4 remake and then just like in big bold letters hey like hey you might want an Xbox controller for this. It's like why don't I get an Xbox? <laughs> like this just seems like a lot of extra prep work. Just to play you know what that means when you watch YouTube on your phone now? They're going to make it so that they can have like an annotation to go buy the game. <laughs> oh no. Oh, of that course. So bad. That's what they were trying to do with Stadia, if you remember. <laughs> they wanted yep. you to have the annotation so you could play. If you were watching uh, someone play Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you could buy Assassin's Creed Odyssey on Stadia. We know how that worked out. <laughs> Ooh, let Apple cook. I, I mean, I, the thing is, I do think it's impressive if it actually turns out well. I don't know. 
how do you make Mirage run on an iPhone? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Moving on. Um, speaking of Mirage, actually, uh, Fusion, I'm going to need your help here. Tell me if this is cool stuff. Uh, Okami Games had this. Assassin's Creed Mirage hands-on preview. Game will take 20 hours to beat for completion. What? <laughs> wait, hang on. Yeah. <laughs> actually, wait, completionist? Well, they, hang on. I'm I saw some screen. people say, like, between 20 and 30. 20 sounds like the low, but I saw, like, I would say, like, 25. To, for a completionist run? Damn, yeah, it's going to be, which, yeah, game it's game going to be hours? a shorter game. <laughs> Yeah, it's going. Yeah, we're I think not the joking main about story that. Will be like twelve hours long or something, which is what I want, actually. Yeah, that sounds great. Actually, hang on. I'm I'm, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm I'm like reading this in real time. I'm going like, wait, hang on. I might want to grab this game. Missions, combat, story, and more all took direct inspiration from AC One. Stealth is back. That is so funny. That is such a funny sentence. Stealth is back in an Assassin's Creed <laughs> Stealth game. Stealth is back, baby. <laughs> Eagle Vision, Instant Assassinations. A target's location will not always be marked on the map. Get info by helping people around town or scoping the area. Tools are crucial for stealth and combat, throwing knives, smoke bombs. Assassinations can be completed in multiple ways or failed altogether. VGC compares one mission to Hitman Trilogy. I mean, Fusion, I know that gets you excited. Yeah, it does. That's like, uh, I saw Michael Huber, who's like a big Hitman fan, and his preview, he was talking about that, like, how some of the missions he went in and like, they didn't. They kind of just gave you the freedom to like assassinate how you wanted, which is like, I can't speak on the old Assassin's Creed because I didn't play it, so I don't know if they were ever that open. But like, taking Not inspiration really. from from Hitman that like lets you get away with all this like, the things you want to do and the freedom like that really excites me for like this game. Assassin's Creed One was a lot of um, see this target, go kill him, and then you go kill him. Like they mark him and everything. So like, interesting to see how they compare this specifically to Hitman. Yeah, uh, high first Assassin's Creed too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, high praise for the Baghdad set. I'm Arab. I should know how to pronounce this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Baghdad setting. Uh, parkour, corner jump is back. New pole climb mechanic, faster speed overall. Some complaints about controls. Uh, more hidden ones involvement include visiting the Temple of Alamut. Uh, combat is more engaging, but still accessible overall. Basim is quicker and more agile with tighter parry windows for an insta kill. Uh, I mean, we love, fusion, we love parries. Uh, yeah, fusion parry, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, how that preview making you feel about this? Game? I mean, yeah, I was I was already excited because like I, in recent years I've been an Assassin's Creed fan. Like I, I wish I went back and played the others, and like one day I might. But like from the previews I saw, this seems like a very back to its core Assassin's Creed. And even if it's like even if you haven't experienced the core Assassin's Creed, it sounds like a Hitman type experience for like the newer audience and i just i feel like this game is going to hit and it's going to sell millions because it has the assassin's creed name and i'm hoping like i'm hoping it does come out and does really well so like ubisoft doesn't think they only have to make these open world giant games like this needs to come out and be like we made a 20 hour video game and it did really well we can make more of these because if something like this fails ubisoft's just going to go back to the drawing board and be like we need more assassin's creed Valhalla's, and i do not want that so the problem that's is thing, though, though. They have a whole audience around that that really enjoy that. They're all yeah, I know, and they're huge. Making I, all I, those games. <laughs> yeah, like I, I understand why they get like so many people play them. I'm just like, we need less of just that at Ubisoft. I mean, everything sounds good, but the my problem with this, not only, and this is why this they might be setting it up to fail a little bit, because one, it's in a very busy month. Two, 
it's a very it's a shorter end game so that might drive some people away i mean obviously it's a good thing for like people like us but at the same time okay cool a 20 hour game but why is this 20 hour game it's like 60 70 dollars it's, it's only 50 <laughs> is it no yes it's a 50 dollar video game yeah, and okay, also I, I always better. hate that complaint. I, no, I always hate that complaint of like, or actually, I guess no. You're saying that about like the common consumer because like there are actual like people who who think that it's like, well, it's only thirty well, hours. Like, why am I paying sixty dollars? And like well, that's not, a fair enough point. Not only like, that, but not just that, but the fact that it's in such a busy month. Like, if this came out in like right now September, where there are a bunch of big releases, that's an easier pill to swallow. But yeah. okay, here's this twenty-hour Assassin's Creed game that takes me twenty hours to complete. But next week, there's like, you know, Mario Wonder, Spider-Man, uh, all these other like big other games that you're getting a lot more of your money worth. So it's like, I don't know. It just seems I, like it's a it's hey, a bad are you spot with Mario. Like, no offense. Like, I'm not trying to like shit on well, Mario. Or anything, but it's different. like Mario's a different one because that's a Nintendo game. <laughs> it's yeah. like, but, but, but that's my point. I mean, it's like I, I don't think that's like a one to one thing you can just blanket statement on. I also do, I do agree that it's in a heavy month, but it's the first October game. Like, this is, like, October 4th, I think, now. Like, there's still, like, there's still two to three weeks where there's, like, you're not getting hit super hard. Like, Lords of the Fallen is, like, the closest thing. I don't think anyone here, personally, is getting Lords of the Fallen. I, I'm interested. Whoa, whoa, but, hang, like, on, hang on, I, That's I, a Black I, Friday pickup. <laughs> okay, so, like, I yeah, think... Yeah, but that's not when it's coming out. They okay, pushed yeah, yeah. it up to, like, make it where I think there's going to be a two to three week window where this will be like the game on the news. Like they're going to, I mean, they did make that smarter decision where they did bump it up a week, which was definitely smart. Very smart. I don't Um, know if I'm in the minority of this mindset, but it's just like, every time I see like info about this game, it's like, Oh yeah, we went back to like the older games. That's about it. Like, like, okay. People have been asking for that for like, six seven years it feels actually. like they just did that and nothing else it was like okay here's back to like the mediocre no, like, like, well, like, okay, very much like, like this has games no no because it's also they very much took a lot of inspiration from hitman from what we can see so like it's clear they're I mean, not they just already did beforehand that's how the game is from what you described like fairy system they got like you would have to watch i feel like a video preview would do better like if you watch the allies or like game informer or someone I just, I feel like there's more there's there's more to it than just like we're going back. I think I think if anything they might be going back and perfecting the old. Exactly. Yeah, I'm an Assassin's Creed hater. <laughs> I'm a hater of this franchise, and I'm over here hyping it up because it actually does look really good. And also, full Arabic dub, baby. Let's that's go. The that's the dub of the day. Are you gonna yeah. play it in the full Arabic dub? Of course I am. Well, not, if I play not it. me. But if I were to play it, then I would play it in full Arabic dub. Fusion's not, though. He, he hates no, herbs. I'm, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll do it, but I need subtitles on. I need subtitles. I would do it. Like, I never, like, I just rather, like, I love voice acting and games. And I just want to hear, like, what they're, I'm not going to get the same enjoyment as, like, you would. Which is Wait, awesome. do you You're not, wait, hold on. Do you not play, like, Japanese games in Japanese? Do you I do, play, like, like, English? Four wait, Japanese you... games? I do wait, English. <laughs> Uh, wait, like... wait, like a... Bob, wait, Bob, Bob, do you play all Japanese games in Japanese? Uh, I would say most of them, yeah. No, I, I don't think I've played a single oh one in God. Japanese. 
Really? I mean, because I, I think the English, I think for a lot of them, the English voice acting is bad. Well, I guess well, I like, haven't played. I've only played like huge Japanese games where the English voice voice acting is awesome. <laughs> like, we've had this yeah, usually the Japanese the voice acting is better. The, this has been a conversation in the anime community for years. We're not going to bring this up. <laughs> what? It's, it's like sub not up, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like for anime, yes, yeah. sub is better. But oh my god, games uh, please, sub is this conversation. Here you go. Listen, sub anime is like the best way. No, you don't need to bring this up. Podcast. This is a video game podcast. We're talking about wrong cool podcast. Uh, check out slice of anime next week. Uh, next news story. Um, Immortals of Avium developer Ascendant Studio lays off half its staff. This comes from Justin Carter over at GameDeveloper.com. Half the staff of Ascendant Studios was laid off, according to a new Polygon report. Around 40 out of an alleged 80 to 100 people were reportedly cut from the studio, whose debut title, Immortal Vavium, released in late August. A, a former worker told the outlet that the cuts were due to the reportedly poor sales of Immortals, which was published by Electronic Arts. And with this, I'm actually going to add... Go ahead, uh, Bench. I'm going to add what you were going to add. Jeff Grubb on his podcast said oh, that, that these like, oh uh, well, <laughs> on his podcast, Game Mess Decides, he said that these like they their lowest projections this like shattered even the lowest projections they had. It was bad. it sold bad. It if sold you look at the bad. Steam sales. Oof. Um, and also, I do want to point out um, just to add this new story with it. Uh, EA reportedly ending support for Wild Hearts seven months after launch. Uh, from Mike Shaw over at Insider Gaming. EA is reportedly ending support for Wild Hearts just seven months after the game's launch. The report came by a post in both the game's official Discord and on its subreddit from a moderator. What you think has happened to the game has unfortunately happened, the moderator said. In typical EA news, it seems like they did not want to sit on the game and give it the time and expected it to be most likely the next Monster Hunter. Seems like it didn't turn into the multi-million dollar big hit they wanted and don't want to give the love to grow. Uh, so... Just in general, these are both EA original games, might I add. A title that always meant quality and like games that sold really well for what they were. And now we have two major EA original flops in a row. Like, I, I don't know. You guys have like it, hope that the program will be able to stay, that EA will still give it the love it deserves? Or do you think like EA is going to start shifting away from this uh, so they got EA one original? More. They got, they one, got one, one more to get a shot. one more in the <laughs> No, I feel like they well, they probably. I assume behind the scenes they've had they have multiple EA originals still like in the works. So I feel like if like they get three or four more out the door and they're failing, then I would start to worry. It's definitely a weird like, it's a weird spot because I don't think either of these are like. Well, no, that's a lie. Immortals of Avium is definitely a flop, but. Like, Wild Hearts got good reviews and was, like, received well, but I just think, like, it is, it, you know, people who like Monster Hunter did not, like, adopt this game and still just go back and play Monster Hunter, and it released, like, a month after everyone else got Monster Hunter Rise, so no one was really, like, you know, itching to play it and, and were playing elsewhere. And then with Immortals of Avium, I just feel like... I, like, not gonna lie, I think Forspoken, like, subconsciously just, like, tanked the perception of this game because I think there's something there was, about this game. It looked like, like Forspoken. It, yeah, like, I, like, with the talking wristband and just, like, the, like, super flashy uh, graphics, but, like, didn't really amount to anything. And 
just releasing when it did, I mean, it was it was set up to fail. They delayed uh, themselves into that. Release. When those trailers came out, my best for cutting off. By the way, when those trailers no, came no, out, no, I had no idea what the hell was going on. No one did. I mean, it's it, like cool. I, I think it's a good this, game. If this game came out last year or in 2021, I feel like it would have fared a lot better. But I think this is just the worst year ever to have a mid game. I mean, if it came just... out last month, like in July, it actually like really did suffer from that delay because it came out like yeah. a few days before Armored Core Six, yeah. a week before Starfield Early Access. Like it was not in a position. They to were like, that we time. they were like, we don't like releasing in July with nothing else around us. We want to be next to the other games. Yeah, and yeah. and like not to take a shot at Revenant Three or Three Revenant Two because it is a very very good game, uh, but. If you guys saw the MPD charts, like it was the number one game in July, and it was still the number three game in August. And like, I like That's Remnant. I think it's a good game. I don't think it's that good. And for like, That's Immortals easily could have hit the top ten in July in August if if Remnant is doing the number one or in the number three like back to back months. So yeah, I just it was awful timing. I'm on Steam BB right now. I want you guys to give me a guess. What the all-time peak was for Immortals of Avium. The all-time peak player 000. count for Immortals. 5,000. How many? 5,000? 2,000? 734. <laughs> I'm going to say 17,000. 751. Oh, <laughs> I won! <laughs> We've got it fucking by 20. Holy shit, that was close. Oh. <laughs> was that game on? Was it on Game Pass? No. no, no, it will it's be. gonna be soon. <laughs> it's yeah. definitely gonna be 751 oh. as an I... all time. Oh, no, I pulled that 700 out of my ass. <laughs> is that <laughs> is that worse than Babylon's Fall? No, I can check Babylon's Fall. No, that's definitely, this... I think Babylon's Fall was higher than that. <laughs> Did this game, like, across all platforms, sell above 10,000 copies? No. Props, Looking no. at those numbers, I I feel like no. This feels like a very Steam heavy like this like the Steam audience probably would have picked us up more, and the fact that was, was their highest. Game. Um, yeah. hang on, let me check Babylon's Fall. And this okay, is Babylon's like... Falls. Go ahead. This is like the seven out of ten game. It's like not even a bad game. Yeah, it's well. not bad at all. Yeah, no Wild one wants to play it because it's bad, and no one wants to play it because it's it's not good. So it's like it's, it's just, just sits not in a that time it's forgettable, and there's and also, nothing like the name is bad. The the like nothing stuck out in the gameplay is just uh, is just very forgettable, and that's unfortunate. It had nothing to stand also, out. I kind of like the gameplay because like, it reminded me very Doomish, cool. but yeah, not Doom. you know sixty dollars at that time kind of no, cool. No. I will say, um, do you guys want to know what the all time peak for Babylon's Fall was? Uh, let's do another guess off. Eleven hundred. Uh... Yeah, I don't know, like twelve hundred. Uh, Moon said it closer, eleven hundred and eighty-eight. Hey, I'm right both times, and I'm not so, even. Wait, no, player. I would be closer. Wait, hold on, I'm closer. <laughs> no, oh, wait, yeah. it's a, I'm only uh, off by twelve. <laughs> I I saw the one. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> sorry, hang on. you broke. Hey, you went over. Right. You can't break it. No, 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 I'm, no, I'm, no, 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 no. This is this is this is uh, closest to the messy pin rules. <laughs> oh, I'm right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that is still though the one hundred eighty-eight. Holy shit! <laughs> That's actually crazy. That and it's more than mortals. <laughs> so That's really bad. 
that is not good at all. Yeah, well, the game was God, a, wasn't that was the game on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, Blood Swamp. Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, but this is Steam numbers. I know, but I know, still, no like, point, yeah, like, no that's still, yeah, I, I think what he's getting is more people will have played Babylon's Fall than... And also, yeah, did it, oh, it, yeah, it, it, sure. wasn't, it wasn't day and date on PC, was it? Um, Babylon's Fall? It was. No, it was, yeah. yeah. I remember. I thought they, like, bragged about it being a PlayStation 5 exclusive. No, they just had the, no, that was the marketing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that was Godfall. Godfall. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you were talking again, about. All are bad names. These are all bad names. What is so difficult? How do you... What, I, I want to like go to these developers and go like, where did you get the name Godfall from? Immortals of Avium. Like you could, like, was that really, really the one you decided on? That had to have been a first draft. <sighs> Unfortunate uh, situation. Hey, all they all can't be unicorn overlords, you know? <laughs> unicorn overlords, I'd be a slap though. They all can't be triangle That's strategy. Good. Oh, God. Moving on. Uh, speaking of Square Enix... Uh, Square Enix has lost nearly $2 billion in market value since Final Fantasy XVI's release. This was time I've been at VGC. Uh, Square Enix's stock has fallen 30% from its peak this year, wiping almost $2 billion off the company's market value. The Japanese publisher's share price reached its highest point in this year in the days running up to FF16's release in June, but it closed on Wednesday at its lowest level since May 2022. The slump comes after the sales of the PS5 game reportedly failed to meet the high end of the company's expectations. Now, I did see... Um, a lot of like kind of misclarification on this uh news story a lot of people attributed it like oh ff16 was the reason its share prices went down so low um it's more so that like with stuff like for spoken earlier this year and they had another big flop this avengers. year i can't remember well, not the Aven- no, avengers isn't part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, they had flops um other than this and or not ff16 isn't a flop but um if FF16 wasn't the reason for the share price drop, is what I'm trying to say. I do want to say, they've said like three different statements on if they first said the Final Fantasy VI expectations, and then it did it, and then it did again. Which one is it at this point? I'm coming. Yeah, that's it's they it met their expectations, but it didn't meet the oh. high end of the expectations. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Once again, game does not meet Square Enix's expectations. Nothing meets their expectations. But then oh, also, I mean, point, I don't think Square Enix, they're not in a position where they can just be like, okay, we're going to be doing exclusive. I think you need to start doing what Capcom does. Multiply everything and start pumping out good content and you're chilling. Because Capcom was also in a really bad situation a couple years back. And not they a couple years the back. Ultimate no, they were, no, no, it was like a decade ago, it it was like the start of the PS4 era. That's they were in a yeah, horrible but... situation because of fucking KJ and Afune screwing everything up, and then like, they were able to pivot. It is possible to recover really from this. Yeah, no, for sure. Like Square Enix will be. I will not. At most, you're going to see Square Enix get bought out by another company, but like, I don't think they're going to like shut down. <laughs> it's just an interesting thing to point out. But it's also just so frustrating because going back to the Saga game, Saga Emerald Beyond, it is coming to Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, PC on Steam, iOS, and Android, and not Xbox. Like, I just don't understand why they just refuse. Like, they keep talking about how their stock prices drops, and, like, they have all these financial situations, and they refuse to just, like, release their games on one of the, like, biggest platforms. 
I think that was something so... to do with the old CEO, but that was recent with the new partnership. But I think Xbox has a Tokyo game. So I feel like a lot of those announcements are probably going to be there. If not, that makes no sense. Like, why that's would what, you? That's how they why... always do it. No, no, no. But this, no, no. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because the because this is not like when Xbox said P3 Reload and P5 are coming to Game Pass, and then didn't mention the other platforms. They mentioned all the other platforms in this news announcement. So it would be weird to say, yeah, it's coming to everything but Xbox, and then next week Xbox is like, oh yeah, and it's coming here too. Like that doesn't like that's almost backwards. I feel like there's something there with the. This is Queen Enix we're talking. I just, but still, but even then, like they, they're, they didn't bring the Pixel remasters to Xbox. They didn't bring uh, Triangle Strategy to Xbox. They didn't bring Octopath to the Xbox. It just, I don't understand. The, and I get it. It's like the old CEO, and they're still like transitioning. But this was a new announcement, and they're still not doing it. It's just, I don't understand why, like, going back to what you said, it's like, go full multiplat. Like, why are we picking and choosing on these random things and, like, oh, it's going to cost too much money to port it. You're putting it on iOS. I mean, I, it just doesn't make any sense. We got jokes, bro. But hopefully we got something. Yeah. It's not like I don't think this is like doom and gloom. It's just really interesting to think about. Um, Fusion, you ready to wear a tinfoil hat and huff some copium? I'm I'm gonna gonna Are we ready? Uh, friend of the I show this going. had this over on Twitter. Respawn updated Titanfall 2 what? on PC for the first time in a few years. They fixed the matchmaking bug, updated the playlist, and fixed out of bounce points and placed Nessies from Apex Legends. Fans speculate that this could be a hint for Respawn's next project since they finished the patch notes of the last Apex season, named Resurrection, with a cryptic message. Incoming transition, subject Nessie, and then three sets of numbers. The numbers are Unix timestamps representing the release dates of Timefall 1, Timefall 2, and Apex Legends. Fusion, oh, God. Where, can we hat on? I didn't know How that do we part. Tell him? It's, How do we tell him? No, no, I'm coming. Not. There's some Have Easter eggs in this pack. Somewhere, I'm going to load up this game and look at the map. There's some Easter egg on this map. There's, like, gotta, so, be. So, there's gotta be. Titanfall 3 is coming and you guys aren't prepared. It's like, they have so Never gonna things. Things. Well, always They brought in a lot of elements from Titanfall, like characters, and I know like Max was like a while back. It could very well just be something for Apex Legends. The Max thing. No, it wasn't the thousand stuff. I don't know if they came out though. No, no, no. The, I mean, what happened was that the mechs were planned, but they uh, canceled them because they wouldn't work. Uh, let, let me cook for a second. Hear <sighs> me out. This is going to be the worst food ever. <laughs> you, ha you have Armored Core 6, and you make that what Titanfall is. You have a what? better game. I mean, no, but I yeah, like where your head's at. <laughs> I love Armored Core 6, but like Titanfall is a different thing. <laughs> but also, th that's Armored just not, that's not their wheelhouse. I don't yeah, know. Armored 6 no. Battle Royale would go crazy. I mean, yeah, it would, but like, that's not, that's the, not the same thing we're talking about. Campaign bank. Well, Titanfall I, 3 is going to come out like between two massive games, assuming they exist, which it doesn't. But And it's going to be forgotten about and they're never going to make a new one again. Right. Let us have this! Okay. You have your ugly-ass Final Fantasy bullshit. You get all your Ooh, fucking Final Trashness and this garbage-ass franchise. Let us have our Titanfall. <laughs> Okay, I mean, you can want it. Doesn't mean you can have it. It's on, on, a, it. on a real note, I do yeah. like. I just feel like 
Titanfall 3 perspective fans have been burned so many times. I do think you should err on the side of caution and just say, oh, well, look at Activision. They, like, Xbox went in and fixed the servers for, like, the old 360 games, and now all of a sudden they were charting for, like, a month on on Xbox. What if we just did that and, like, got a quick money grab because something like Immortals of Avium isn't selling jack shit? So I think that's kind of, like, the most realistic answer but obviously with the easter eggs and like the cryptic messages it's like hopefully there's something but i just don't it's like it's like i don't want to get my hopes up you know i should i should point out like um on all seriousness i don't really believe this but like a man can dream that's all i'm saying saying that next showcase where that teaser trailer hits and we i hear a prepare for titanfall like i will cry i will literally (laughs) cry (laughs) oh man but yeah, that's pretty much all the news. A lot of news stories. We're gonna make uh, what we've been playing. Hopefully, we're not gonna like do too much, spend too much, or spend a lot. You know, it's, it's spend as much as you want to. Um, or don't. We, we three of us beat Starfield. Or no, no, Bob hasn't beaten Starfield. Yeah, but me and me and Dark beat Starfield. I know, but Dark already talked about Starfield last week. Yeah. Right? he's on Sonic yeah. now, bro. Catch up. Oh, you're right. You're right. He's done uh, with Sonic so... now. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I mean he's right technically, but me and Bob, but I beat Starfield and Bob is playing Starfield. I'll go first. Well, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not gonna. I may just. No, no, I know. I just. I. I don't know if like I should like legitimately because I I was telling you before the show. Okay, I'm just I'm super sensitive I, to it. I so. will be extremely base level. Okay. I think the ending is very strong. I think the way they do New Game Plus, you knew about that, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. The way they Thanks. do it is really interesting. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'm in love with it personally, of how I wanted it done, but I think it's a cool idea. And every the stories of like Greg Miller and how he handled New Game Plus, like I recommend listening to his podcast about it after you beat the game because it's actually a really cool story. Okay. I will say. After I beat the game and played it more like Mass Effect, I did enjoy the game a lot more. When I did all the faction quests, I did the main story. But overall, I am still disappointed in Starfield. It is not what I wanted from it. it I did not get the exploration, that feeling of adventure that I got from Skyrim, like even in Fallout 4 or Fallout 3. I did not get that. What I got is really good writing really cool and interesting quest lines and fun combat but i didn't get the game that i feel like i was promised and i'm not i don't think bethesda lied i'm not going to say that they lied or anything but i feel like what i personally was expecting out of this game is not what i got and the fact that people are enjoying this game is completely fair i completely understand why people are enjoying this game a lot it's just personally i don't expect this game to be in my top 10 of this year and that really sucks because like going into it i thought it was going to be in my top three for sure so that's unfortunate but overall i'm i'm more interested to hear what bob thinks yeah i mean it and like i on on the same hand so i'm only about 20 hours in um i have done like the first uh, like 
I you get the first story related thing. Not the artifact, because we knew about that, but like the other thing you get throughout the story. Um I got the first one of those. Huh? I don't even know what you're talking about. Hang on, Wait. I'll just I'll just type it in chat. Yeah, yeah, type it in chat. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just got that? Yes, yeah, so I only have one of those, and then and like that whole menu popped up, and then uh I have done one i'm currently finishing up the ryujin faction quest line um and that's Careful the only the like last quest. <laughs> yeah no I, and yeah, i've right. and i've only and like i and that's the only uh faction quest line i've done so i am still relatively very early on i'm only like level 19 i think um and i really like it but even I'm like, yeah, this is like a nine at best. I still think it's going to make my top five. Um, and obviously I still need to play a lot more of it and, and, and hopefully it'll go higher. But um, I do think all the criticisms that have been levied at it are valid because it, yeah, like, especially like the space exploration, like, I have been going out of my way. Like the first thing I, even though I knew I had to stay focused and like, kind of like more or less, you know, stay on the main path for, for a little while. I still a hundred percent surveyed the solar system because I was I, like, I, dude, I it's the solar mean. system. You know, it's like, you gotta, you gotta a hundred percent that. And that interesting. Cause like I, when I found out I couldn't really do much with the planets and like exploration, I just stopped caring it was so right, depressing but, so you got to remember though so i forget where everyone stands on this show about it but i am the mass effect one defender i think mass yeah, effect one is better that. than mass effect two and yeah, so that's, that's, yeah whoa. i'm listen we're not getting into that right now but i'm just three is the that. best i am just well okay, i never well, actually got the all, three. I actually think that's a worse take than saying three is Yeah, I do. I do think it's a worse take, but based on what I've heard. But anyways, uh, but my point there being is my favorite part about Mass Effect 1 was taking that janky-ass Mako out to all the planets and knowing there's only, like, one outpost and there's maybe another one 50 miles away and it takes you 30 minutes, like, put on a put on a podcast and or like zone out or whatever and just like go over there. And so um I really like the exploration in that regard. Um and but at the same time, they make it so easy for you to miss it. And they make it so easy for you to not uh engage in like space combat. And they make it so easy for you to like, I don't know, just it like it really doesn't feel like other Bethesda games, and that's totally valid. And I think people who are coming at it from that perspective have a right to be disappointed or 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 mad or you know whatever. But what is here is still a very good game, and um, you know, and I I was telling this to Dark earlier. The Ryujin questline I think is better. Th- 
and feels more like cyberpunk than 90 percent of cyberpunk did i mean that is such a stick (laughs) quest line that like there is deceit there is political like uh like puppeteering (laughs) like there is there's like really good stealth there's really good espionage like there's a lot going on there and i'm like how the hell did this game do it better than Cyberpunk? That's actually crazy to me. So uh, I, I do, like, I am so excited to get more into this game. But for right now, I think it's like, I I like it. I'm not to the point where I love it, but I do really like it. That's interesting. If you like Ryujin that much, then, like, the other quest lines are going to, like, kill you with how much better they are. Because I think Ryujin is easily the worst one. Really? Okay, really well, like that's that. exciting, then, because I yeah. really liked Ryujin's questline. Yeah, I agree. Ryujin the... is the worst one. Actually, do you know what the factions are called? Because I don't want to uh, I know, like, know. what, UC, Crimson Fleet... Uh, Crimson Fleet, this... that's the best one. Okay. Crimson, Crimson Fleet, Fleet is easily the best faction. It is okay. so freaking good. But... Like, the whole, like, ending decision is actually really fucking cool. Like, I, I just in general, like, Crimson Fleet is awesome. And it's like I want more of that. <laughs> sure. It, and also just more exploration. Like I it's interesting. I was expecting like us to be much more like I thought you were gonna come in here like say, dude, it's the greatest game ever made. This game changed my life. But like to hear like kind of your thoughts on it so far is kinda interesting because like almost I think we're actually pretty close in alignment to how we feel, but I'm much I was much more disappointed in the aspects that Starfield is missing. And you're kinda like I guess, like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, like, you're vibing along and enjoying what there well, is to the game. Because, like, at the same time, like, even though I can fast travel through the menus, I am going out of my way to launch from every launch pad and go to space and, like, kind of fly around before I then travel again. Even though it's so unintuitive and, like, it makes the gameplay longer, like, that is where I am still getting some, like, gameplay moments and... I don't begrudge anyone for not doing it that way and just skipping over it because it is so easy. Um, And I also know that like, I am still very early on and I, you know, everyone says this game starts slow and it starts slow for a while and it really doesn't pick up. 12 hours. Yeah. Right. And it's (laughs) like, I'm only at 20 and I wasted a lot of that exploring. So it's like, I know, like, I, I guess I am still prepared to it to pop off more. So if that doesn't happen for me, then I think I'll hit your kind of my mood where it's like, yeah, no, this is a disappointment. But I am still holding out hope that it's going to lock me in a little bit more the more I play it. I think you, because I give it an eight. I think maybe you sit around the same spot. I don't know. <laughs> right now it's a nine for me. But okay, um, yeah. I could, it could if change. it if it doesn't pop off, I could see it going down to an eight. I feel like, okay. as like beaten everything with the game for the most part, besides like a few quest quest lines. Um, I feel like an eight is like the perfect spot for it. I feel like anything less is like you're being biased, and you're being biased. It's a really weird situation to think of. I don't know. I think I saw like the sevens from like I I read Dan Stapleton's review. I I completely disagree with most of what Gamespot said with their seven. But uh, Dan Stapleton at IGN, I read his review. I think a lot of it is fair, but also it almost felt like I don't know if the review reflects a seven. Yeah, like that's, it, that's, that's is my it's same exact numbers, thing. Number scaling is another issue, but that's a different. Yeah, that number number. Yeah, that's a, that's a topic. All right, <laughs> but no, it's an interesting detail because like I think Dan Stapleton is like 
a great reviewer. I'm always a fan of his reviews. I read him every time. But like, it was one of those things. It's like I feel like he was restricted by the number score in this regard, where it's like, I, I almost think he wanted to give it an eight, but he's also like, ah, oh, but like I said enough negatives to where it's a seven. It's like, I don't know. I, like, just I th- that whole yeah. thing is weird. I think, and he's one of the people where it's like, you know, obviously he's entitled to his own opinion. And I do, I did like his review, but I do feel like he was grading it against the Bethesda specific curve for the number scale. And that's why I went down to a seven. Yeah, Bethesda's curve is definitely going to screw everything up. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, I don't think like in any world this is like a seven based on its, like what it's still doing. Like, I don't see how anyone can give it lower than a seven, but whatever there is enough there is enough there i will say the discourse for this game is so tiring like the, yep it's insufferable 100 percent. if this game wasn't an xbox exclusive you would not get nearly the amount of discourse <laughs> it well, is kind of yeah, ridiculous yeah between even, between even xbox yeah between xbox and like the console fanboys and then the Baldur's gate 3 like discussion about rpg like mechanics issue, it's just it's awful yeah, it's just overall. Like I, I think it's worth giving this game a shot. I know some people may not like it at all. I think some people will see it as one of the greats. For me, it's an eight, <laughs> and I guess we'll see. Well, hopefully, we'll hear Bob's extended thoughts on the game once he beats it. Um, at this rate, in twenty twenty four, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on, I do also want to talk about. This. So I beat Starfield, and I was like. Now, this game is good. But, like, I was craving a Bethesda RPG. Like, I wanted, like, an actual, like, what I want from a Bethesda RPG. So I was like, what is a Bethesda RPG I haven't really played? Like, I played Oblivion. I wasn't really digging it. And then I saw Fallout New Vegas. And I know that's not technically Bethesda. Before anyone says that, it's Subsidian. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to play Fallout New Vegas. Why not? Because I never beat Fallout New Vegas. Let me tell you guys. This is already one of my favorite games of all time. I am in love with this game in a way that I don't think any other game has grabbed me this much since Zelda earlier this year. Uh, Bob, real quick, have you played New Vegas? Uh, yeah, I have played about half of New Vegas, and uh, it's it's on the list for me to go. But I'd probably just start a new playthrough well, at this those point. Those people are but... not beating New Vegas, bro. <laughs> well, because it's, it's such an yeah, expansive I... game. I played I mean, five it, hours and dropped it. I need to go back to it. It's a hundred percent worth going back to. I recommend everyone play this game. It is genuinely such. I, I'm going to immediately start with like kind of the weakest aspect, which is the gameplay, which honestly isn't even that bad. I feel like a lot of people overhype, like, oh, Fallout Three in New Vegas. They don't play well at all. They play fine. That's is more than enough to carry you through like a lot of the combat encounters, and you get to a point where you have so much ammo where like. Combat isn't too much of an issue, but I think the selling point of this game is how phenomenal the dialogue and the quest writing and the alternate choices are. I got to the point of the game where there I met a character called Yes Man, if everyone knows Yes Man, and like eight quests <laughs> popped up for me. And I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> like this is very much decide where you want to go. And I love Bethesda games, but the thing about like Bethesda Game Studios games is that they don't really have that level of like decision making with their main quest lines like where you get like these crazy ass like choices at the end like you get like small things like fallout 4 like the ending is slightly different but even then like that wasn't 
Fall Four's main story is a whole other thing entirely. New Vegas, it feels like there's like eight different paths I can go on. And I think one of my biggest... So earlier today, I was playing this game. And the moment I really saw like the magic of this game was I met Caesar of Caesar's Legion. And he was talking to me. And Caesar is a character who is very much believes in autocracy. He is very much a... a imperialist he believes in like the julius caesar of old and he's he's a fascist in a lot of ways and the thing is i feel like a lot of like storytellers would point him it's like oh he's just like comically evil not really give him a personality motive or any interest behind his actions when you talk to caesar in this game it is genuinely some of the best dialogue i've ever seen in an rpg where he is talking about democracy autocracy these government styles all this like fascinating lore about like just politics and the world as a whole and his viewpoint on the world why he views the world the way he does and it is such an interesting viewpoint to where it's you don't agree with him obviously you don't think like oh you know like he i don't agree with him but i understand where he's coming from and that whole conversation i was sitting there like Every single piece of dialogue, letting play it out. The voice acting in this game is really freaking good, too. Like, for a 2010 game, the voice acting holds up really well. It's one of those things where it's like, I can't believe this game was just sitting in my backlog for as long as it has. This is a game I'm going to be doing everything in. I think Obsidian, I want to give them more respect, because... I always saw them as like ah they're good but like not amazing but like this game is really showing me like the chops like the true quality of obsidian's writing and skills at making rpgs do you not feel that way about outer worlds i didn't like outer worlds i i, I liked outer worlds it was good enough but it was like a seven <laughs> i don't know I wasn't like, like the... in love with it. right i just because i i always I think back to the original um the was it green something the first place you land and and do like a major quest line for an outer worlds where it's like you have the evil corporation and on the service level you're like of course i'm not going to side with them i want to side with the people and then you learn more about like the other faction which is like the people like growing their farm like the old lady or whatever and you like learn more about her and you're like wait a second both of these options suck. How the hell am I supposed to choose between these two? And it's yeah, it's interesting because like I know, I understand where you're going, but I think what really got me with Outer Worlds, the world itself, like the universe that they built out, just wasn't as interesting to me. Like I feel like Fallout Uh-oh. is almost like <laughs> overpowered with how interesting that world is. Sure. And like I really I love the lore. I love the lore in Fallout so much. And just I think Obsidian is just like so gifted at utilizing this universe of fallout and it's like come on just let them make a new fallout game guys come on <laughs> outer worlds is really good but that final boss is garbage that final boss is yeah uh, yeah that's fair <laughs> i just i just meant more from like the writing perspective like i i always yeah like obsidian like that's why i went to go back and play new vegas was after i played Outer worlds i'm like this writing is top notch and i do still want to like i know i don't have time to but I still want to try and like maybe touch Pillars of Eternity before Avowed because oh, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It's, it's like eh, it could, but like because I know there's some really good writing in those games too. It's it's interesting. Yeah, and I I swear, like every minute I play a Fallout New Vegas, I love it more and more. And like the 
like what you were saying about like all the options are shitty and or, like with the the farmer lady and like the big corporation. It's just gray. There's no black and yeah. white. That's what I love so much right now, where it's like I am deciding between Mr. House, the NCR, and Caesar's Legion. Right. None of those are really good options. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am deciding the fate of the Mojave Wasteland with these three extremely corrupt powers and like learning the history of these organizations. Like every character I see, it's like, tell me about the history of the NCR. I'm like, yo, let's listen. Like I'm going to grab some popcorn. I want to know. <laughs> like It's just that lore is so expansive. And this is how far it's gone me. I'm like, man, maybe I should check out fallout one and two. <laughs> like maybe it's worth going back to those games. Like I know they're like old PC RPGs and like, you know, maybe it would be a tough sell, but like, God, I New Vegas, like it's weird. I've always been a fan of Fallout's universe, but like New Vegas is the game that really sold me on like what is so special about Fallout and its universe. I want to add in real quick. Um, the DLCs for three. Now like, you're talking about like the different factions. DLC for New Vegas, they're so well written, and add even more factions, more insane shit yeah. like that. I I, I bought the DLCs already. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna love them. Yeah, I, I, I will say I'll ask real quick: Is do I do the DLCs before? Like, is this like Fallout Three, where like when you beat the game, like the game ends, or do I? You can beat the game. Wait, I'm trying to remember the top of my head. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're able to beat the game and keep playing afterwards. But if not, okay. you'll be able to reload the save directly before, and you'll be fine. Yeah, of course. No, not bad. It's been I, a hot I, minute since I beat it. New Vegas. I recommend everyone to go back to New Vegas. That game is phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I, I've talked more than enough. Um, Bench, we talked, we mentioned it earlier. You're still playing Baldur's Gate. I am still playing Baldur's Gate. I am now 33 hours in in Act Two, and man, this game is just so good. The character writing is really just like all these characters have so much depth, and you, they're they each have individual quests that you spend so much time on, and I do think one of the there's recurring characters from Act 1 and Act 2 that are really good. We're like, I don't know, something... I, it's hard to describe, but like, I have... A game gets its hooks in me, and it has its hooks in me. But I kind of like... I still need to like force myself to play it, if that makes any sense. It's still one of the best games I've played this year. It's just not like, oh, I need to like play this right now, or I'm wasting time when I could be playing it. I don't know if... You can understand. You're, you're like that. letting it, like I guess a better way to maybe say maybe a it is slow like, burn. No, no, I, I guess a better way to say it is like you're kind of like savoring it. Yeah, I'm really say, and I, I'm savoring it a bit too much because I kind of need to finish it, and I'm still in Act you Two. You don't and need to finish. Act three it. is the longest, so well, I mean, you, there's a lot of you, things I need to play. You don't need to finish it. Like you could just like put it down for now and play other games. Nah, I put Starfield down. I'm not putting another game down. So I still can't believe we put Starfield down. That was still the funniest thing ever. <laughs> but I mean, main story is like really starting to actually like pick up and just be interesting. As the, one of the main villains is finally taking the stage, and he's interesting, and I there, I have reasons to want to take him down for more than just needing to take him down. Is something I like when games give you more than oh yeah they're just bad, but like here's their impact he's on the world and those in it. So I think is there like, that's been really good. Is there like faction politics like there is in New Vegas? I all I can think about is New Vegas. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I wouldn't say there's faction politics. No. 
No. Okay. But there's definitely there's definitely inner, especially in the first act, you have politics between two opposing factions, and you do have to choose one of them, and that affects like the rest of the game. So interesting. And then like I'm one of the factions I one of them I helped them like still working with them in Act Two, and I see some people that would have been dead. Like I'm seeing things where I know if I didn't make this decision. I wouldn't be seeing what I'm seeing now, and there's a lot of things I'm seeing now where that's where you can say that as. And also, just like the D and D combat is just, I'm level eight now, and like I'm starting to get like the really cool shit where it's not just like throw a fireball. I'm like, I'm pulling out some wild stuff and getting really creative when I take down enemies and like just full sandbox whenever you're in a battle. And I always look forward to that. And also, just the amount of side content I'm doing is pretty just extraordinary and all the things i'm tackling so in act two like apparently each act has a big tunnel shift like act one was more of like the adventurer type of act and act two is still more that and the tone is more lively i'd say even though you're like gonna die and you know you're gonna die and but the act two really takes the turn act two really takes the turn into hardcore horror it's very grotesque you're seeing a lot of things that most games would like not show like a dude getting his eye ripped out so and then you can ah, that's a that situation oh. <laughs> hey, i God, mean I, i'm also hard. not a, i convinced that dude to kill himself so I, instead of fighting that boss like i the the ways you can tackle these situations yeah i found this dude and he's like upset he's a masochist pretty much and he has these like people that help inflict pain and i just convinced him that it would be best for him if he just died that for the god he worships he'd just die and he was content and happy to do that and i like didn't have to fight a boss at 300 health and probably would have taken me like an hour just from like being good with charisma an hour (laughs) you're selling me against the game saying a boss fight takes an hour i mean it depends, but like being like 300 health is a lot in D and D. You're you're always having to strategize, and especially with I'm starting to have bigger waves of enemies, which makes the strategy all the more worth it. Like the game is difficult; it's not easy at all. Even the easiest mode is not super easy. It's easier, oh, no. but it's not easy. Oh, so no. yeah, I mean exploration is here. Something I didn't have in Starfield, but have here is like I'm I'm. <laughs> Well, like I'm looking forward to going somewhere and just exploring and finding stuff. Like I found tons of different things today. And like some of the stuff that I found didn't even like a quest wasn't associated with it. I I saw something a little suspicious in the world. I may have been like, I did like a puzzle kind of thing. And then I like, it was just world building with a small amount of loot, but like there was no side quest that would have led me there. I just found it. And it was satisfying whenever I was done with it, which is what I love to see. So, I mean, I'm just super high on the game. And I think maybe finish Act 2 soon, but also, like, apparently some wild stuff goes down. So I'm looking forward to playing more. Exciting. I definitely want to get to that by the end of the year. So hopefully I'll, I'll be able to talk about it as well. Um, Dark, I want to get to you. You've been playing sonic frontiers fuck yes my man okay so i have a little background as to why i have not played this game earlier <laughs> and i heavily regret not playing this game earlier sonic forces really fucked me up 
No, dude, dude I'm, fuck a, that I'm a diehard <laughs> Sonic fan. And I was getting all the games day one. And then I got Forces, and 100% that Forces in three hours left questioning my life choices. <laughs> it was a wild time. So when Frontiers came out, I sat on it. And I just waited for like a good sale, which did finally happen. So I picked up the deluxe edition and I played through it in its entirety. This game is fucking incredible. <laughs> they is, tried uh, a I lot. I want to question you about that. Because you are someone who checks out like a million reviews and watches a million. How did you not know this from checking out reviews that that Frontiers is good? You know, of course I checked the <laughs> reviews and stuff, but playing, checking the reviews and then looking at the game or playing the game yourself is two different things. So yeah, you can tell me about a game if I don't see it myself or experience it myself with some form. How am I make my own opinion just what some other person said? But there was you probably a million me. YouTubers you could have watched at least play like the first chapter or so. Well, I didn't want to spoil it. I wanted to play through it myself. There's some games where, you know, if I can't play it myself or no, I won't be able to play anytime soon. I'll just watch it. I don't care. But for this game, I was just waiting for it to go. I didn't want to spoil myself. No, That's I just did. me, though. Sonic Frontiers. That makes sense. A ton of fun. It's not like I wouldn't say Sonic Frontiers is like the peak of gaming. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's like, not. It's a, it's a, I'm not saying that. <laughs> this is, it's this it's, is it's a Sonic, Sonic game like, made for Sonic. It, they know exactly what Sonic the fuck they were doing. They exactly. got um, yeah. they got the com the comic book writer for Sonic, and if you haven't read the Sonic comics, they are like really well written, like surprisingly well written. <laughs> And they go into depth, and it has it changes the tone of everything drastically to where Sonic and everyone else feels very mature and aged. Like it doesn't feel like I don't know, like the best way to explain it. Sad Dad we... Sonic. No. Sad Dad Sonic <laughs> Fusion. This is your Sonic game. <laughs> you should have told so me this. I would have bought it by now. When you go to Sonic, and he's super like upbeat and cheerful. Here he's more mature. You can tell he's been through stuff. They even mentioned like the previous games that he's been through. <laughs> Okay, I'm I will sorry. Say, I'm a Sonic fan, and I can't take this seriously. <laughs> I find it, I find it so funny that Sonic has lore, and it makes it, it sound so stupid to me. It's, no, it's so stupid. No, 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 the lore is fire. Sonic has you so much damn lore. lore. Read the it comments, is so fucking cool. different. Bro, play the Bioware game. That game's terrible, but damn, the lore is wild. <laughs> so this I'm game sorry, I just. I can't get over. I'm sorry. I'm still thinking about. So you, you could tell Sonic's bit. Wait, stuff. Bioware made a Sonic game? Yeah, Sonic Chronicles: The Dark Brotherhood on Nintendo DS. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Actually, that's, a... that that's, a, that's an experience. I get into that later. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So what I meant by like he's been through stuff. He's. You can tell that like, he's experienced in this game. Like he mentioned the, the, the other game. Yes. I let you talk there. You yeah, let, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Dark, please. You could tell he's been through other shit. I fucking lost my train of thought now, bitch. Fuck you. <laughs> um, this is open world, but I don't really, really call it open world. It's more like open zone. And they tried a bunch of different things. This is very much them experimenting. There's still a bunch of different types of mini games and shit you play. And a lot of them are, for the most part, there really wasn't anything I didn't like, except for the 2D zones. This is like my main complaint to this game. Sega or Team, and Team Sonic have a fascination with fucking like Green Hill Zone and all these old maps. It's like fucking Star Wars and Tatooine. They need to let it go. And just stop doing it. I don't know why the fuck they keep going back to it. Just let it go. But besides that, I have very little to complain about. They really yeah, fleshed out Eggman too, surprisingly. Like if you were to go get the... There's like data logs where you can find out what Eggman's been up to. When you go into the game. 
he's incredibly fleshed out to the point where like he's really well written <laughs> compared to how like, I'll be honest, I skipped all that. Comic book <laughs> I skipped all that. Um, and yeah, no, there's I... been three updates, and there's a new update coming in, like, I think next week. Um, I'm looking forward to yeah, But besides that, uh, I highly recommend it. You, yeah, and I saw it. If you want to pick it up at full price or not, but it's it's definitely worth it. Yeah, it's not worth it at full price. I when I bought it at sale. But, like, I... I will say what you said about environments, like that is the worst part about Frontiers is that it felt like <laughs> grass and then um what's it called? It, grass area. Desert area. Rock it was area. Snow area. Like to be honest, that was kinda weird. Yeah, it, it's just Pretty like be. very basic level design and then just like cool ramps you could just jump on. And it's like, yeah, it was still fun, but it was just funny. I think that they should take this formula and keep it, like, mess around a bit more. But do not make Frontiers 2. Make something else. Maybe you can mess around and do fucking Adventure 3 in order that they said that this game failed, they're gonna do Adventure 3. Don't throw out that idea. <laughs> do Adventure 3 with this yeah. format, and it'll be fucking good as shit. Yeah, no, that's a great... The skill tree was really interesting, too, because Sonic, for, like, forever, has always had, like, the same three moves. <laughs> So him having a skill tree and these really cool ass moves, it's like it's very little. Like they're very easy to pull off, and it's not hard to get. But it makes such a big difference, when, especially used to like the other games where like I don't know how to explain it. It was just refreshing. It's very easy to 100% no. this game as well. I don't think it'll take long whatsoever, especially with fishing. Oh, fishing, yeah, I found out, is utterly <laughs> broken in this game. So the way that the game works, like the way it's structured, you need to go get like all the KS emeralds. There's like different islands, so in all the islands you have to go get all the KS emeralds. And in order to do that, you have to get keys. You can just go fish for like 20 minutes and you get maxed out on all that stuff that you need. You can trivialize the game just by fishing. Uh, moving on. Uh, Fusion and Moon, you've both been pre pretty quiet here. Uh, I wanted to hear you guys talk about Sea of Stars. You've both been playing. Uh, uh, Fusion actually beat it. You want to say your thoughts, Moon, or you want me to go? Uh, I'm, I don't have too much to say because I'm literally like a According to everyone, I'm like on the literally the last leg of it. I was gonna play tonight, but then this podcast decided to go for four hours. <laughs> I'm so. sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, Dark had to but, talk about fishing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm having a good time with it. It's definitely probably gonna end up like in my top five for the year. I just want to finish this out. Um, yeah, I mean, my my only major complaint is just the lack of any kind of real progression with the characters, and, and what I mean by that is. There's no kind of skill tree. You don't learn different moves, or you learn one move throughout your entire journey, until the very end where you get like an ultimate move, and that's it. So the combat definitely got has gone a little stale. Uh, even with the there's nice enemy variety, but at the base level, it's all still the same thing. They attack, you attack, and you just keep doing the same strategy of um, using your magic power and your special abilities, and that's that's about it. So. Combat's a little on the stale side, but everything else has been phenomenal. I especially love the uh, the scene where we're actually traveling through the actual Sea of Stars. That was a great hey, cutscene. So, oh, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> sea of Stars. It's a name. <laughs> so, you know cool cutscene. Yeah, uh, Fusion, you beat it, so you can have a little bit more of detail. Yeah, this is like. I was telling 
the Discord, like, this Hi-Fi Rush has been dethroned as my game of the year because Sea of Stars is that good. Like, right now it is my game of the year, I think. Yeah. Like, it's been, it's been a while since the game has hit like this for, like, across the board. And we're, like, like, I really enjoy combat. I can kind of see what Moon talks about where, like, near the end it could feel a little stale. But I think that was because... A big, not a big complaint, but a complaint for me was the enemy attack variety. Like, the enemy designs and the variety themselves were really cool, but, like, they would give you, they would attack you with the same attacks, just with reskins. Like, you would be hit with, like, a fireball, or, like, it would just be a fireball move, but with like, something else, like, skinning over it. But this game, I think everyone should play this game. It's It's longer than I expected. I think, like, every time I check how long to beat, somehow the main story, like, goes up like i think it's at like 27 hours now it took me like 25 or something moon sounds like he's like at 28 and he still hasn't beat it so i don't know no i just checked oh actually uh oh, you calling a bad at games no, oh, yes. accusation. no hold on hold on keep talking and i'm gonna pull out the ps app okay. real quick but uh yeah like 25 just... i'm at 25 hours okay, right so, now. He, so he's so he'll probably end around like 26 27 yes yeah, yeah i think I I just like the characters, the world building, the world building. Like, I was very impressed with like they took this story and they told it really well, all the way through the ending. Like, there was never like a time where I'm like, this writing doesn't fit here or this writing never. Like, I was just super impressed with this game from like. Top oh yeah, to the bottom. writing has been great and the characters have been great. Yeah. Throughout the whole the whole time. And like combat is, it's not overly complicated, which I yeah, like. Yeah, it's not I overly like... complicated. It's definitely very good, but it's just. They never build upon it. Yeah, and Simplistic. I will agree. I, yeah, I'm I'm that type of person where like I like you to give me a simple concept and let me master it instead of just throwing a million things at me at once. I I want you to get maybe this is a little too simplified, but it's also turn based. You can't do much with it. But at least I like I love the Mar the apparently Super Mario RPG did it where like you can time your attacks and once you do those timed attacks, like you, it just feels really good. Oh, yeah. And the game a, wasn't uh, overly hard. Like that's a classic, time. like JRPG standard. Game never but felt it's... overly hard. Like it was just, I was like I said, but I was very impressed by the end of it with like boss designs and enemy designs. Where I feel like those are things that like a lot of people don't bring up in games. Where like I was seeing, like constantly new enemy designs. Like even though the attacks were the same, I was seeing like everything was fitting the location I was in. Mm-hmm. It's just a really good video game that I think everyone should play, and it's going to be a shame if this doesn't. I don't think it's going to be on the game of the year like nominees, but like, I think it's has a chance. I think it needs to be talked about more than it's going to be talked about. Don't worry, it'll be at our game of the year awards. It'll be in the conversation. Not if I I haven't thought about that. I ban all indie games. Sucks to suck, I guess. Just play this game, please. Like it's it's not. At least by the end of the year, I would love if everyone just experienced I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. 30 hours definitely was like the highlight of your... Because I'm tired of JRPGs being like 60 hours. It, only, like, so it took me like 24 and a half. And that was with... I was exploring some. So I don't know how the main okay. story is like... That's good to hear. Maybe it's because I don't... I think I might not have had a death, like truthfully. It's not a hard game. So no, it's not I'm hard at all. I'm, like, you're not going to run I've into never, I, I've never liked so it. That I've is never so funny. I saw a lot of people say this game was kicking their ass. <laughs> there were like two bosses where I questioned if I was going to get white, but then I just used a couple items, kept going at it, and then I eventually won. It is actually kind of funny, though. It's happened like 
a couple bosses where I've said, oh man, this is going to be, I'm going to be in this for like a long haul. I got to get myself ready to hunker down and heal and all this. And then the boss fight was done. <laughs> for like the first hour or two, it could get like, it could take you a bit to get used to like the button timing. But as soon as you get the hang of it, you're chilling. It, it doesn't take that long to get the hang of it. Like, okay, yeah. I have a question about Sea of Stars. Is someone who's pretty much whole childhood, it's one of my favorite games ever, are the old, like, Mario games from the G- GBA, DS, and 3DS. Would I like... Is this kind of in that vein? Yes. yes. I mean, that's what they were going for. Okay, then I, I definitely need to check it out after that was, I play like, the I think you would love this game, Binge. I think you would. would I, I think. I think it's you would genuinely really like. The game. Yeah, that's why. Like, there's a character in the game where I have told multiple people, like, this is Binge. Like, this is Binge the character in this video game. Well, I want to play Messenger first, and then I'll what, play what, this. what about me, Fusion? Would I, I love this game? Wolf hates everything, so no. I really that's think. True. No, I really think the writing would suck you into this game. I really think that you're like someone that like you like world building and you like. I love world building. That's yeah, world, like, build, world building is strong here. Like, I mean, it's second to none, none that I've played in a while. Like, maybe this whole year, it's, personally, for a new release. Really? I don't like, know about that, but it's. Definitely... I mean, I haven't played the like, the Tears of the Kingdoms and the Starfield, all that. But like, I mean, for me, you could probably be those. <laughs> like, and I would even Dark, Dark agreed there. Were like, I think. Like I was very, I I knew the world building was gonna be like I heard it was good going into it, but I was like even more impressed with like the world they set up. Okay, here's the number one question. Place RPGs, they did a fantastic job on many aspects, but they've taken things from like every popular JRPG you can think of, and they like damn near perfected it except the true ending. That is like my only complaint with the games that they made the true ending a bitch to get. I do agree with them there. Number I mean, one, like question. every old game out there, it's a giant collectathon. Oh wait, hang on! Now you got me interested. <laughs> is, if you like that, there is a lot of collectibles you can do. Uh, no, I don't like them in JRPGs. <laughs> um, I will say that one of my favorite parts of the Messenger, because I got like halfway through that game and I really loved half of it. Uh, one of my favorite parts was the comedy. How's the comedy in this game? It's great. They go for it. They, yeah, there's they like no comedy. There's like no, maybe one or comedy. two comedic scenes. Oh, there's just like a couple comedic some... lines, but it's not. A I comedy. don't think uh... there's not like a com- There's not a comedy in front of you, but they make fun of themselves at times. Like they go for. You know exactly they know what, what they're, they're going doing. For. What, yeah. yeah. Well, the best part about the messenger was like just like the way, almost the meta comedy. It was like meta comedy done well. Is there any of that there? They, they do that here. Meta comedy. Mm-hmm. They know exactly what they are and what this game is, <laughs> and then not afraid to tell you. It. I'm gonna confront one character in maybe? particular, like very puts it in your face. <laughs> Interesting. I- I'll definitely be interested to hear more about this game. It's it's 100 on that list. I'm gonna play it. It's on every subscription service. Like, there's no excuse. Yeah, for, like, yeah, yeah no I literally just went and it. downloaded it. <laughs> I would say this yeah, is like download it right now. I, I recommend it highly. Like, if it's bad, come to me yeah. personally. I'll take the blame, I guess. Yeah. But like, it's still good. I, I still recommend it. I mean, you said it was going to finish your top five. So. It's probably going to, at least within 2023 releases. Now, if we're counting backlog stuff, it might fall out of top five. Like it, now, I don't know how the DLC is going to work for this game, but I am hyped for it. Yeah, and apparently, apparently DLC is on the way. So, like, I, I would say, like, whenever, whenever you're like, what? next 2023 game i want to play that's like not a new release i highly recommend sea of stars to be that game 
release. You've also Fusion. You've been playing replaying Spider Man. Yeah, I'm not gonna say much. I'm just I'm replaying it to get ready for Spider Man Two, and it's still a great video game. That's all I got for you. That game is so good. I want to replay it too, but I know I can't. He's yeah. so it's, good. My time. one thing oh. is, I didn't. I forgot how Ubisoft it kind of was. Yeah, it's I yeah, but it's like it. a cool. But it's Ubisoft. great Ubisoft because you're. <laughs> it's like no Shima like, Ubisoft. This is the situation where like UB people make better Ubisoft games than Ubisoft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's what it is. It's like I just it's a forgot. Ubisoft formula, I forgot all about the, the best version of it. I was like, I forgot this entire concept where I had to unlock the map. Like I forgot. You know what's that. so? You know what's so funny? I've always loved towers in Ubisoft games. I love towers. Like, yeah, I yeah, love towers. But even Ubisoft got me tired of them by like their twentieth game. But then I see them in Spider Man. I'm like, hell yeah, towers yeah, like, are back. <laughs> Spider Man, Zelda, like, come on, towers are great. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Who said Zelda? Oh, I guess towers. Yeah, no, but that's true. It's it's still uh, a good video uh, game, and like, so for Spider Man too. It runs, granted. I've had like 15 crashes, which I think's not like it's whatever. This, this is, is the first time I've played 15? the PS. Yes, like and I had How? four. I had four That's crashes weird. in a row. I think it's I... apparently there's some type of bug with the PS5 version of Spider-Man and the SSD like tricking itself into running too hot. So like the game crashed. I I, I was reading it on Reddit. That apparently, is That's apparently weird. if you reinstall, have... it's supposed to help. But I've been too lazy to reinstall. I just reload. Is this a new thing? Because I played it last year, no issues. Yeah, I, no, I, I don't I, think it's affecting everyone. I played it when I got my PS5, like the remastered know. version, and there were zero crashes. That's what really? I mean. I've only I've read about it very slightly. Like even my brother, I was asking him. He said he had no crashes, and I've only seen. It seems like if you have it like me, there's no way around it. Like I'm just one of the bad luck people that but Phil Spencer is DDoSing you for selling your Xbox, that's why. <laughs> and it's it's weird because it never happens in the stories or in a side quest. It only happens if I'm exploring the open world. And I don't know if it's like I'm like Spider-Man's going too fast. I don't know what's happening. It's like I get to a certain point weird. when I'm just swinging and the game crashes. I'm like, well, that's let me weird. reload. I'll try reinstalling the game. Just go ahead and do it. It's, it's great though, and it will be the first time I played the DLCs, which I heard they're uh, like they're not they're great, good. but they're they're just good, like fun. They're, they're just fun, and I think people like over they're horrible. Like no, you get more Black Cat, which is always a W, and then like Hammerhead's like a fine enough villain. Yeah, like, I, you know I just want to play them. Yeah, yeah. I just want to play them to um get into like just to build more lore into Spider Man too. You know what I mean? Like just to do uh, I'm very excited for that game. We talked about it enough, though. Um, Moon, Bob, both of you have been playing the Pokemon DLC. Let's hear about this. I'm currently playing it right now while you guys are pl- talking about Starfield. What, we're talking and about Spider-Man. To... Where have you been? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Still playing no Pokemon. Um, <laughs> well, no, the, no, just to live up to the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet memes, while you guys were talking about that, I got stuck in a ceiling and I had to get my way out. Nice. <laughs> I I went a little too high on a mountain. I got stuck in a cave ceiling. Love that. I got out though. So Moon, how far are you? Because I I have only just I literally did like the first little like billboard task you do. So I think you're a lot farther in than I am. Uh, not a lot farther. I just did the third sign, and then I got a cutscene, which uh, it was a pretty hefty cutscene because you got a lot of backstory of what the story they're trying to tell here. Um, which I won't. I won't spoil it, just in case anyone doesn't want spoilers. Uh, Can can I say the names of the, like, the new three kind of Pokemon they talk about? Yeah, they were officially put out. 
like just, beforehand. We just, I, I really need to emphasize, like, I, I don't think I've seen something this ridiculous since, like, Gen 5, but the names Okie Dogie, uh, <laughs> Monkey Dory, and Fezendipity is just <laughs> okay. the most okay. you ridiculous. Made those up. You made those up. I don't believe you. <laughs> There's no way. It is so <laughs> ridiculous. I love Ugly Dory. Yeah, I mean, the, I don't it, know it, why it, it's so dumb, but I love yeah, it. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it is ridiculous. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll say real quick. Um, I like I said, I have not played much. And I don't know if it's because I don't know what I was playing last year right before Pokemon. I don't know if I got used to it or something, but holy shit, does this run awful? I mean, this like I, I'm like playing. And I'm like, I don't think Paldea ran this bad. Which, uh, in Sword and Shield, the game ran it, pretty crap it, in the wild areas. Yeah, especially if and, you had online on. Right, and then they fixed it in the DLC, um, where I was like, "Oh my god, this like ad actually like runs pretty well." And I remember people at the time being like, "Oh yeah, Game Freak figured it out." And then they come out with Arceus and Gen Nine, and they're like, "Okay, no, they didn't." And then they come out with this DLC. It's like, is it getting worse? Like, is it actually getting I worse in a smaller area? Worse. Like, ever since you said that in the chat, I don't know for sure. I just don't know if I'm just numb to it <laughs> because, um. I I feel like but, everything is stuttering and like my guy moves in slow motion constantly and the camera is like not moving that fast. And I don't know, maybe I've just been playing like more 60 FPS games and I've never been like a, a 30 FPS snob because like I, I thought uh, Tears of the Kingdom was great. But something about this DLC is like pissing me off performance. I mean, I kind of seeing what you do right now because I'm literally just in the middle of the volcano right now, just going in circles on Maridon. And yeah, there are just like random times where the frames will just stop and everything goes in slow motion and then it picks right back up. It's dropping for whatever reason when I'm making a right turn in this circle. <laughs> yeah, and like even some of the cutscenes, like there's been stuttering. Like oh, yeah, I I'm, just. In the uh, some cutscenes, I'm seeing more pop up and I don't remember pop up really, like at least in cutscenes in the original game. Right. So yeah, I'm, I'm noticing pop up now in the cutscenes. It, it like, just... Characters in the back will just pop in. Yeah, it it is just it, it's really upsetting like that I am paying money to just cuz I I still think Gen 9 if they ran like oh, well, yeah. like even serviceable, like the bare minimum, this yeah, would probably ran, be like Tears of the Kingdom or something. It, it would probably be like top 3 Pokemon generation for me. I really love Gen 9 from like a story and like the Pokemon Story involved in the world. Yeah, I thought it was great, but the, the ideas they've had, yeah, everything's been great. It's just literally the performance. Yeah, and and like if the technical issues like continue to bother me, I'm just I'm gonna be so mad. It's like I I can't win. <laughs> so yeah, well that's a yeah, that's everything on the Pokemon DLC. I hope the second one is better then, because man, you guys. Did I'm not. not I'm it's, uh, like it's the I fact would, that they're dropping it already here is like not giving me too much hope. I had hopes that this would be another Gen Eight moment where it's like, oh, it's a smaller, more contained world. Hopefully, the like Game Freak will get their shit together. And the fact that they're not, it's like, dude. okay, here's me huffing some copium. I, as far as from what I could tell from the second DLC, it's taking place on an island, but it's mostly indoors. Maybe being more confined into big rooms instead of a 
big open island maybe can cut down on something. I don't know. That's me huffing copium. Yeah, and like I don't know, that kind of workaround. That, like as crazy it sounds, maybe that's the workaround the game freak. Like I don't know, it just works for them because it's just that weird and they're weird. No, but like the the major workaround in Gen Nine, and I will continue to beat this drum, is that there's no interiors. Like you you like you go into a shop like the pokemon centers are all outdoors the shops Fresh. are all menus and like i think the only there's only like gyms the elite four and your house and like oh in the in the academy are like the four buildings you can actually enter and it's just and and in the dlc it's the same thing like you, the only, i've only entered one building so far and everything seems to be outside so it's like God, they just cannot develop a 3D game, and it is just infuriating. I hope I forget who they're they're uh, working with. I think it's Private Division. They're doing game. I hope that game flops. I hope it sells w- worse than Immortals of Avium. <laughs> I need Game Freak to like oh. suffer a little bit because they are they are. It's just the 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 fucking Stockholm syndrome, like. I just have to play this because I really love the IP, but the people who make this do not realize how fucking shit they are at making video games. Wow. What's this wow. The private division know. thing that you were Jordan just talking about? Really I don't think good. I've heard about it. Uh, Game, Freak, Game Freak is... Um, they're working with Private Division on a game. Yeah, I think it's yeah, Private yeah, Division. I forget who it is. It's they're like... doing a partnership with a publisher to make like a it's new... A yeah, like a Boy. new, completely new thing. Uh, it it came back up uh, like I think it was over the summer and like in the it's spring. Twenty twenty six, if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, so and it's, it's one like of their offshoot, like non Pokemon projects. Right, yeah. and I and just like what was it? Um, my town my, hero, my, my town hero. hero town. Yeah. yeah, it's like I hope that game fucking sucks, so they can like remember like, oh yeah, we should probably like give a shit about Pokemon because that's all we fucking got. I, yeah, am so I don't think any of their of side projects have ever taken off in any kind of way. It did in the GBA. Like, what was it? Drill Dozer, yeah. I think, was. Drill Dozer. Uh, Sick as fuck. Yeah, like, that was actually a good game, but they can't make a 3D game to save their life. And I'm just, yeah. I'm so over it. I'm just so over them just, like, doing whatever they want with this fucking franchise. And it's like, Jesus Christ, someone else, like, just Get hostile like takeover. Support. I don't care what it is. Get some support. Get some like expand just, like, the team. Like they literally just need to expand make the team. Why do they continue to? Or no, don't release this stuff yearly <laughs> or like bi yearly. What is up with this? Like go to bi yearly. Well, the there was that report that we said they might be slowing it down now. So there's there's oh, some hope. hope. There's some hope. Yeah. Did we talk about how bad um uh Detective Pikachu looks? I thought it was fine. Yeah. We actually it looks fine for what it, it looks fine for what it is. But yeah, that's everything that we've been playing, um, and that's the end of the podcast. We kept going really long tonight, <laughs> so Moon, get us uh, out of here. Let's get us out of here because I want to go play games. <laughs> uh, so hope you all enjoyed uh, this extra long episode. Hopefully, uh, next week's a little bit more normal. Not companies deciding to shoot themselves in the foot or anything like that. So. Uh, thank you for dedicating a slice of your time to a slice of gaming podcast, and we'll see you next week for both slice of gaming and slice of anime. Have a good night, and say good night, everyone. Good night, good night, boys. Play OG Play Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, no, you don't. You don't have to. Game sucks. Wow. Wait, game sucks. <laughs> Wait. <laughs>